Everyone's always asking, well, how does Santa make it all the way around the world in one night? My question is, is how did Rudolph's nose get so bright? Where did that shiny thing come from? I'm Steve Glosson. Uh, this is Geek Out Loud. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to Geek Out Loud. So glad you're here with us. We are going to just have a big uh, Christmas party. We've got a few people stopping by. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about some things. I don't have much in in the realm of geeking out to do, I don't guess. Um, may tell you about some wired capes on some action figures. But outside of that, it's just going to be a free-for-all. And to start us off, here we go. Shaz Bazaar. Shaz Bazaar. Shaz Bazaar. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Just driving me crazy. Every time, every time, every time, every time. Every time, every time, every time. Every time, every time, every time. He's at my door. Oh, Merry Christmas, Shaz Bazaar. It's cold up here in Rome, Georgia. <laughs> it actually kind of is chilly. No, it's cold. It's it's true. We're getting we're supposed to get into the teens later this week. Yikes. It was yeah. thirty one degrees down in lower Alabama. Hey this man, that's I like it when those Arctic winds blow through and, and do all that good stuff. I wonder if uh whatever happened to old Cam Hopman, I wonder. Cam Hopman was on the chat earlier. Oh, was he? He was. Oh, I my goodness. I'm about to text him and see. I'm telling you, we need a weather report we from our, our Christmas weather report Thunder. for the nations, please. <laughs> oh, he still is on. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, we love Cam Hopman. Hey, listen, Riley's, Riley Blanton stopped by, and it was so good to see him just kind of Stop in the chat and say Merry Christmas. I believe he is still on the other side of the world. Um, I know they're looking at maybe getting back to the United States soon, he and his wife. And uh, I hope they are. But we hope you're safe, Riley. We love you. We appreciate you. And we miss you, my friend. So so get home safely. Please come home for Christmas. Yeah. Please come home for Christmas. Yeah. I was going to let you finish it off, Shaz. Oh, I'm sorry. If not for Christmas, by New Year's night. So, um, this is the show. Hey, what? Oh, wait, that was a great show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. <laughs> what was the explanation behind Rudolph's nose? Um, Rudolph's, Rudolph is a Patreon supporter. He is on the Geek Out or the Goldverse Wall of Fame, and so he got a red nose. That he was, has a superpower. <laughs> that was his superpower. Light up Christmas Eve in the foggiest of nights. All right. Well, great. 
That I didn't Thank realize. Thank you, Rudolph, that. for your support. Thank you. Yes, our future, our featured listener on this episode. <laughs> so yeah, the, I'm I'm also looking at uh, trying to bring in someone else here while we do this. But um, Shaz, how is how is your birthday going? It's it's been your birthday. It's been my birthday. I am uh, now over half a century old. Wow. A day over a half a century old. That you, is... you don't, and you don't look a day over fifty-one. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel almost as old as Scott Rifen. Almost. But oh, there you go. I'm sorry. Let's let's see. Uh, I was. I'm not quite that old. Well, no. Listen, and no one is. Scott Rifen is a man of wisdom and age and stature, and um, and what a what a great man. How do what's happening here? Something's going on. What's happening now? That's a that's that's like the uh, that's the sequel. That's the sequel to what's happening. happening. Yeah, that's the sequel to what's happening. I believe I can fly. Shaz, you with us still? I'm with us. Good. And I believe we're bringing oh, in. Yes. I believe we brought in Oh High Nip himself, Michael the High Nip. I thought that, I thought that was my cue. No, it wasn't. Nippy I'm in Alabama now. It was. <laughs> well, no, I was. I was trying to find where you were because you weren't here under your name. You're here under the Deucecast. The of course, mo- I'm under the Deucecast. A movie. A movie podcast that you can hear wherever you get podcasts. So. <laughs> Welcome. Of course, he's got his Dak Prescott outfit on. Nice. I do. I do. Welcome. My, my Make America Florida t-shirt, of course. Well, God. Yes! <laughs> Those flags flew a lot this summer down uh, where well, we go you are gonna, You're going to keep Cam Hopman from being able to come on the show. <laughs> so stop it. No apologies. Welcome in, Michael Nip. Good to have hey, you, sir. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be here. Good Very to cool. see you. Good to see you. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yep, I've got nothing. Almost to... as gray as I am. Uh oh, dude, I'm there. I'm right there with you. You you guys are Santa in it up over there with the old gravers. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of getting there too. I'm just in denial of it all. So that's right. Yeah. So hey, while I got you guys here, Michael, did you listen to the last episode? Yes, I did. Oh. I, I listened live, in fact. Oh, okay, okay. I've got a message here about how I said Cody Murphy. Okay. Do you do you remember how I said Cody Murphy? Cody Murphy, how you said his name? Yes. Or, yes. P.S. I, I d- love the Cody Murphy from your late, latest episode. Hmm. I don't. I don't recall that part. Maybe Did it was Shaz, two. Maybe it was two episodes. No, Shaz doesn't remember either. So I don't. Yeah. And I don't remember myself. So, but I have a message here, and I and I don't know okay. if this is supposed to be a secret or not. So I'm just gonna. Uh-oh. I'm just gonna Uh-oh. blow it. I had a message from William Murphy. Oh. And William is Cody's brother. Okay. Oh, the famous Murphy brothers. The famous, oh, yes. the famous Murphy. That's right. The famous <laughs> Murphy brothers. <laughs> exactly. And uh, he says, uh, "I don't know if you knew this." And um, uh, hold on, I've got a question from Cam Hopman here. How long What's are that? you broadcasting for? As long as it takes. <laughs> Until Christmas Eve. <laughs> Until you're right. This is right. going to be a new marathon since we've kind of skipped one somewhere <laughs> along the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know. um, he says, he says um, I think he may have said it in many of the emails that he sent to your show, but he thinks the world of you. Thank you. Your show was the grounding wire to get him through. Okay. that's I don't want He and I, this is William and Cody, started a podcast in 2020 called A Doctor, William, and a Lawyer, Cody, Walk Into a Bar. During a time when we literally could not walk into a bar, we would hop on Zoom calls and geek out. 
I can't tell you how many times he's mentioned he would like to have you on the show. He's never mentioned that to I, me. I've never seen him mention that in the chat. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, you've been talking about me behind my back? Um, but apparently uh, his birthday's in February, and William was wondering if I'd be able to jump on in the chat for a minute to wish him happy birthday or for longer and geek out about a topic. I would be glad to give me a heads up more than like five minutes before you start to record and make sure it's not a Sunday night and I'm good to go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Steve would never ask somebody five minutes before they're about to record to jump on his show. Well, I listen, I figured if it's good enough for the deuce cast, it's good (laughs) enough for me. (laughs) For those of you that need to know what I'm talking about there every Sunday night for the past, I don't know, year two <laughs> i'll open up my email app just to check because i don't i don't have any notifications pushed from any emails and i'll open up and it'll be like david dollar has invited you to the zoom the deuce cast has invited you to the zoom and i'm like they didn't tell me they wanted me on <laughs> well if, if it makes you feel better you're in good company because he puts anna kendrick's email on there also so you're in good company now if anna kendrick and i showed up on the same night <laughs> Right. <laughs> and we started singing the cup song. <laughs> when I'm gone. When I'm gone. Yeah. So it, anyhow, I wanted to just say this publicly. I'll be glad to come on a doctor and a lawyer walking to the bar, but I'll be the stupid one on the show. So, um, and I wanted to go ahead and extend the invitation to you, Michael Nip, and you, Shaz Bazaar, to come on a doctor and a lawyer walk into a bar with me. I think that's great. So, <laughs> you know, I, I have heritage with them. You know? Also, I'd Being also a Kentucky boy. I'd also like to bring Scott Rifen on with me, and <laughs> <laughs> what if I just got like. <laughs> What if I just had a Skype call going like seven or eight people and they called and I answered? No. We should all be in Rome. <laughs> just around a table. We can cram into that room. Yeah. When in Rome. We're, go on. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> when in Rome, geek out loud. Like, Hi, I am Steve and I have with me Shaz Bazaar, Michael Nip. And what if we just got some rando from my church to like just sit in that never thought lethargic about doing this? Chewy. At all? Lethargic, yeah. yes. Yes, lethargic chewy, of course. <laughs> oh, he would love that. He'd be all over it. Shout out to Lucas, by the way. Um, oh, yes, Shaz. Birmingham, Nip. Local, local reference there for you. Yeah. I love it. Nice. And oh, Stubbity could come on too. Stephanie says, I think we could handle that. Maybe, yeah. You know, I've been threatening to do a goal con for, what, 10 years now? So oh, man. It would be awesome to be able to it have is time. It, it is time. It is. It, it, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. That I would, think January 25th, 2020. Nip, Nip, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but that would end up being about like y'all's panel that I sat in on at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that time. <laughs> yes, it would. The now defunct Magic City Con. Oh yeah, was that at uh, was that the night we went to Ruby Tuesday? Yes, sir. Yes, the, yes, yes sir. The oldest Ruby Tuesdays in Birmingham. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now there's none left. So. All right. <laughs> 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 All right. Now, how do I add someone to a call? Oh, good grief! That's a good question. On Skype. I mean, you've got two of us on here, so I mean, yeah, you, there's got to be a way to add somebody else. If you call me, I, well, I saw how to do it when you called in, oh, Michael. Yeah, yeah. So if you call me, I can merge the calls. I'm texting. I'm actually communicating via typing to someone. Oh, so well, there you go. Yeah. 
So we'll have to, and I do want to get, I have a political conversation how with this individual if he comes on. Oh, no. um, oh wait, wait, I've got something from one of the famous or infamous Crowder. Oh, the infamous Crowder boys are in around? Yeah, he, he's been training his whole life to be a random listener. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let me do for this man what I did not do uh, for oh, Michael Nip. Michael Nip is there? <laughs> And now, the most listened to man in South Georgia radio, all the way from his bicycle, Scott Rifen. Is Iron Man 3 a Christmas movie? Uh, yes, uh, indeed. Oh, yeah, indeed. Same okay. black. Yeah, it's it's Christmas. Scott Rifen is here. Scott Rifen. Yo. What? Are you in the bathroom? Are you? Yeah. What? No. Are you the, <laughs> no. What's, does it sound bad? Yeah, it, we're getting a big echo. Like are you actually bad. coming through your mic on the Skype? Uh, hang on a sec. Oh, yeah. uh, here we right go. Now. Here oh, we no, go. I can't do that. It's my favorite part of the podcast whenever Scott calls in. Scott's got a great internet connection, but he always has issues with getting everything running just right. I don't know what's going on. Does it sound bad? It sounds like you're coming through your onboard mic. Correct. Rather, no, that's not good. No, that's my point. Last time you were here, you sounded so fresh and so clean. Mm. He sounded like... Yeah, well, he's sweaty from being on the bike. Merry Christmas. That's true. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. miles here. He doesn't sweat. He glistens. Listen. Look, I, I'll, tell you, I I'll tell you... Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, let me tell you something. Glossin, Glossin is what we call a sweat hog when it comes right down to it. Oh, oh, oh Mr. Carter. Yeah. Mr. Carter. Yeah. Um, it is. It is bad. Um, yeah, there it is. I. There. How about now? Oh, there they are, ladies the and gentlemen. Oh, stop stealing my line, Michael Nip. My bad. My it's bad. the dulcet. Oh. It's the dulcet tones of Scott Rifen. <laughs> As my shrill yelling at Michael, shut up, Michael. The dulcet. <laughs> and Rifen's like, Rob's like, hello, I'm Scott Rifen. So, hey, longest tenor of Steve Glosson. Rifen. <laughs> what? I've got a political question for you, sir. Oh, okay. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. First, I want to be introduced as the Oprah of Geek Out Loud. Oh, really? The Oprah of Geek I'm sorry. You well, get up. Okay. You Ladies and gentlemen, the Oprah of Geek Out Loud, Scott Rifen. That's right. Because you get a holiday droid. Oh, nice. You get a holiday oh, droid. Oh, wow. Holiday Everybody droid. here gets a holiday droid. Good night. Well, listen, that's the, that's the politics. I want to talk to you about the politics of toy. R6 Snoo. Oh, I like that. The politics of toys is what I want to talk to you about, Scott Rifen. Yeah. Years and years ago, many years ago, um, they uh, the the production of toys got shipped to other places, and I'm just trying to figure out. I was thinking about this today because the prices of of collectibles has just jacked way up in recent years. Yeah. And it's all over if, the place. If, yes, if eggs are collectibles, yes. Yes. And I remember a time, I remember a news uh, segment I was watching one time where they actually showed the Kenner factory in in Ohio and the people like packing boxes like with TIE fighters, you know, and they were mm. like they were like shipping out the TIE fighters like it showed American workers there in Ohio. And I was just thinking, well, 
is is there that much money saving that's done because of cheap labor in these other countries that the cost to ship worldwide is is still cheaper on on the on the toy industry can we not give some tax breaks to hasbro to bring to bring some jobs to america absolutely we can and bring my toy uh, prices down yeah that's the that's the thing uh let me see some here uh you know people are pushing you know 15 20 an hour here in america uh let's see taiwan how much does a factory worker make in taiwan $6,236 a year. Okay. Wow. So, okay. So, so, yeah. So, it's definitely still a good profit margin to be had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the other issue is you remember Kenner's agreement with Star Wars on toys? No. The licensing? I remember. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. Ridiculously yeah. cheap. Mm -hmm. Yes. They let that go. They had to produce a certain amount or pay a certain amount a year. They failed to pay it one year. And suddenly the licensing fee skyrocketed that's yeah. why we could have the two dollar 57 cent toys back in yep. the day right at hills right where well, the toys are i also hills. and i know that i know that that at least as long as lucas george lucas was independently owning of lucasfilm i remember at a star wars celebration david DePriest was talking about it and that that contract is still was still in effect like they may have negotiated a little bit more of a profit margin on the toy on the toy company's end but really? luke but lucasfilm still was getting the good end of that licensing deal as far back as celebration three but was it the same agreement though it was similar like i mean if you're mm. getting this type of percentage on a licensing deal you're not going to back off when it comes time to renegotiate no, yeah you know? you're just talking about the split yeah okay right. uh because you know i'm just kind of going back in my mind through the history of the whole kenner revival thing and here's here's what i remember timeline wise okay Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure in somewhere there's the contract renegotiation, but I'm going to take you through the Wayback Machine for a second. Here. Yes. Uh, we had our we had our dark times. Mm -hmm. And then we had Heir to the Empire and the like Pandora's box opened up because it blew up mm -hmm. so big. Um, and then right after that, people started the merch, the merchandising and. The the Bendems came out. Yes. Yes. And the Bendems are some of the most horrible, awful, terrible toys ever. But we bought every single one of them because we were so supportive of the notion of Star Wars toys being back in the store. Right. But then I remember hearing the rumor that Kenner had acquired the license again and was going to produce toys. Mm. Right. And that was those little die-cast uh, action masters, I think they were called, right? Yeah, I think so. I think Kenner did remember? action masters. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they I mean, were like the Willow. They were basically like the old Willow figures. Uh, kind of, except they were die cast. The Willow figures were plastic. Mm, were they? I they, got those in storage too. You know, you just, you guys just need to come over. We just come over. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Now, yeah, now the Willow figures. All vamp. You but guys the get in the car. And <laughs> <laughs> drive six hours down. Drive six yeah. hours. The Willow six hours. It's only five for me. The so Willow nice, figures. Yeah. The Willow figures had a diecast. They had Tonka a metal made, stand. They had a metal stand. Yeah. Okay. I'll take you word because, in all honesty, I've never opened my Willow figures. I think the Willow figures uh, were were diecast. But yeah, the the Action Masters. They were were they they were bigger than the micro collection figures. 
a, a, a oh, tad, okay. yes. But they a were basically bigger, the same yeah. thing. They were basically micro collection figures. Yeah, they were kind of yeah, they're die cast figures on a base, which is I guess kind of what micro collection was. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, those I guess sold okay, mm -hmm. and so then they graduated and did the uh, the He Man line of uh, mm. Star Wars figures. Oh, yes. right, yeah. right. Now the He Man line of Star Wars figures, I had no problem getting on board with. Oh I, no, I, they were three and three quarter figures. I passed up the Action Masters. I passed up the Bendems, but the but the He Man line up the Bendems. Yeah. Oh, that's why you were quiet. Because you were part of the problem, Steve Glosson. Well, sure I was. You know, sometimes you have to take the bitter pill. That's right. In order to get the good stuff on the other side. Hold on, I gotta I gotta call timeout. Michael Nibs over <laughs> like that's right. He's like I your had, Amen corner I over had there. The Bendems. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, to be I fair, I'll, to be fair, I never saw the first Bendem until after the little He-Man things were on. I remember what? I lived in I, I lived in Hazelhurst, Georgia. I was in high school going into college when all this stuff happened. And so yeah. I had limited income and I wasn't like perusing the toy aisle of the stores all the time. Like just, I would just when you were looking for a date. I'm not, that's a weird thing to say. And I don't, yeah, I'm very uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you just brought the party down, Scott. <laughs> I didn't, well. What I do? That's why they always have me close. <laughs> yeah. Everybody go home. Private. In a, in, hey, another news is it true that the war is over? Christmas time is here? Dinner, dinner for Geeks going to be sitting down? Oh. Um, you know, we, we did a Christmas episode two years ago. We did a Christmas episode last year mm -hmm. and, um, so been, this is Christmas. I've been trying to work it out and I think we have it locked in and where um, is old Ron, but, but, but I will tell you this, <laughs> he's um, sitting with Ryan, the, the act of putting this together. And Jeff said, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the act of putting this together has kind of been a reminder of why we don't do this anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we I've had similar situations, but it's within my family. But anyhow, whoa. Okay. so so back to oh, the. So you didn't go to the John Clausen Christmas Spectacular? I did not. We were not able to make it whoa. down. Yeah, but whoa. it's whoa. fine. If I was there, I would have had whoa. to be on stage. Um, oh. When so. So you heard that Kenner so the closer. So you heard that Kenner actually had to renegotiate a licensing fee again, like in the nineties with the I just guess I assume they just had always had it. I see, I thought that deal had just lapsed when they ceased production. Maybe you, lapsed, just, when they stopped you can't just paying. hang on to something forever. Right. Well, tell it's that to <laughs> but but that's after they had already lapsed. I mean, think about think about it. I mean, twentieth century Fox did the prequels. But they didn't do the prequels based on an old deal. They had they struck a new deal. Sure. Yeah. But I would have to think that in in that time, that Lucas still had the clout to kind of pull it his way as far as like. I would think so. As far I mean, as a shared percentage. Do okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. I'm just telling you. I remember at Celebration Three, Daryl Dupree's talking like they still had kind of a crummy deal at Hasbro. Like he he made a joke about how lopsided the the benefits had, were had hasbro bought kenner yet yeah they we were yeah, we were in the yeah. hasbro era at that point it's okay. during, this was episode three just before episode oh, three episode three yeah, yeah okay yeah we were full, firmly in that i was thinking back to 95 no, when did no. hasbro buy kenner Ooh, it, i was thinking 98 or 99 
It was after Shadows. Let's find oh, out. I think so. But see, they had lapsed in that deal before Shadows. Because it was, I think it was in perpetuity as long as they paid like $10,000 a year. Ooh, wait a minute. So wait a minute. Well, now here we you go. Look right before before Hold on wait a second. A Hold on a second. Kenner was acquired by Tonka in 1987. And then bought by and Hasbro in 91. And then Tonka oh, was bought by Hasbro really? in 91, yeah. 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 Wow, I thought it was... Oh, because it Which, did it have the Kenner thing on it during Shadows, though? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yes, still use the they oh, still yeah. use the look. But but now here, hang on. So this is interesting because remember the Willow license, what well, went to Tonka, right? And they and that was eighty eight. So they produced the Willow toys under the Tonka Hello? umbrella. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh my no. gosh. Hold on. Uh, my counterpart. Ladies and gentlemen, right over here to my left, it's David Dollar. High five, David. <laughs> David, can you hear me? I heard him it's for a me. second. It's not me. It's not me. I didn't do I it. Heard, I heard him for a second. But I did not do it. It looks like he's frozen, though. He is frozen. Well, Let that's what you guys get for using your um, cameras and just not it, doing audio. It's cold. You're going to gum North up Alabama. the Skype. Anyhow, so, so yeah, Scott, when you talked about Willow being made by Tonka... I was thinking they were Kenner myself, but no. I wasn't going to deny you because you're... No, 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 but they put the Tonka branding on the Willow figures. Right. But that at that point, though, Kenner owned Tonka, though, huh? No, Tonka owned Kenner. Tonka owned Kenner. Right. It's, it sounds like when you start talking Tonka Kenner, it sounds like you're talking in foreign language, I know. But, <laughs> yeah, so... so by, and the, But they still use the Kenner name when they put the figures back out. Correct. Correct. Which, which they should have done. I mean, I think that's probably part of the marketing angle for that is the is, you know, look, you're getting Kenner three and three quarter Star Wars figures again. Right. I mean, that had to be part of it. Uh, right. I would think so. I would think it'd have to be. But so um, I can't pull the chat up some for some reason. Now. In fact, I'm looking at, at uh, the Wikipedia stuff and it says that that uh, Kenner was kind of operated independently until 2000. It was kind of like how, you know, how Marvel is at Disney. Interesting. Yeah. Were they still doing any toys that late, though? In sure. 2000? Yeah. Kenner? They were doing yeah, Star they, Wars. Were, they were doing Star Wars yeah. right up. I well, mean, no, but the, yeah. the F1 figures have Hasbro's logo on them. Well, yeah, Hasbro wanted that, that, that sweet, sweet Star Wars money. Oh, I see what you're, I see what you're yeah, saying. You see what I'm see saying? What saying? But, yeah, like, but, Hasbro, but Hasbro didn't. Yeah they, yeah, they bought them in 91, so. Right. Yeah, they, they would have gone ahead and, and put Hasbro on there because I think they were ready to make that change. I think they were ready to get out of the Kenner business because they were updating molds, they were doing things differently, and they were starting to move in a direction that looked a little bit different from the Kenner days. And when you think about how long it took them to finally acknowledge the original figures... Um, mm -hmm. But you know, you when know. they when they reissued those 95 figures, this is all speculation, I love this though. Uh, when they reissued those figures in 95, I wonder if they had the cloud of the failure of the Widow, Willow product line and said, we're going to put these under Kenner. Uh, I mean, it may have just been because of pre-existing agreement, but what if they just went, you know, we we did a toy line in 87, of Lucas property, we put Tonka on it instead of Kenner, and it bombed. Maybe. The cloud of the failure of the Willow line is the subtitle of the new series. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud of the Failure of the Willow Line, a new film by Disney. <laughs> so, David Dollar, are you here, sir? 
I am here. Can I can I be heard? Yeah, I, I, I said I said yes, I said nice. to my left. Nice. There's David Dollar. How about a high five, David? Stick. Yes, yes. I had nothing to add to the action figures other than when I saw them at Walmart, they had Lando Calrissian listed under the Dark series, and I was like, or the Black series. No. Oh, oh no. yeah. Well, sure. Why there's not? Ten of them. no. There's nine. Yeah. <laughs> not nine. not on that shelf. It was just Lando. People. Black series. Right. People are army building. People are army building Lando these days Lando, because Lando can warm a peg. I tell you what, he's, it works every time. So. <laughs> There's no Colt no 45 cross promotion, so honestly, I don't know what, why they're even trying. Yeah, so. well, it's unfortunate. I don't understand. Do you, that's a that's a question for a different podcast and different time as far as, like, why is Lando on the peg? He's a main character. Everyone likes him. I don't understand if they, they overpack just, him. The, the, I think so. Yeah, I think oh, they yeah. overproduced him for sure. Yeah. So Merry Christmas, David Dollar. Merry Christmas to you guys. Feliz Navidad, Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, to whatever anybody celebrates. I'm I'm all here for it. We're not local. Festival Light started Sunday. Yes, nice. eight Festivus. crazy, eight crazy. Oh, Festivus is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're not we're we're just we're just having a good time. I have really no real topic other than I want to ask Scott that political question about, and he <laughs> when with one simple Google search he shut me down. So <laughs> let me Google that for you. <laughs> yeah, let me. He's like, let me Google that for you. Um. So Good that's night. that's all I got. So everyone have a great Christmas. We'll see you around. Um, <laughs> Gets me to bed on time. We're I good. had some I had some different news um, items I pulled up because this is going to be more big honking show than geek out loud. Sorry everybody. Well, um, I was gonna. Can I say this really quick? Yes, please do. I see Mikey's wearing a Cowboys Santa hat. Mm-hmm. I am. I have I have the same hat. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't now, even remember where I got this. Well, you? would you like to hear my story? I mean, sure, Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're gonna tell it anyway. Yeah. No, no, Scott. Save it for seven. Scott, please, please tell us the story of how you oh, purchased no. a hat. No, Steve. no, I want to hear about no. how you saw it on the shelf and you thought I can afford this. Let me take it to the cash register and buy it. What? The the story of purchasing a hat. No, that's not that's not what happened. Oh, see, see. Well, then tell they us. They caught him walking out of the store I'll... with it on his head, and then they took <laughs> him back to the. Tell us. No. Yes. No. Tell us. I will tell you. Tell I'm us the story tell you now. All right. Please do. Please. Okay. Um, Defiantly so, tell us. Yes, right. So I have a buddy who uh, we grew up. We were Cowboys fans, and he decided at some point that he was going to go to every single home game for the Cowboys, and he lives. He actually lives in Huntsville. Oh, okay. And um, he started, he called me up. He's raving. You got to go to some of these games. You got to go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, oh, well, fly out on a Saturday. We'll fly back after the game. And I'm going, I'm not doing that. I got stuff to do and that's expensive to do for nothing. I mean, you know, and he's like, no, no, you got to do it. So then he calls me up and he's like, what's your full name? So, uh, Michael Scott. Raven. Okay. That's what's going to be on your plane ticket. I'm like, no, 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 no. And uh, I said, I'm cause I'm still, I'm not going to buy a ticket for this game. I'm not paying for a hotel room. I'm not doing it. Okay. Calls back. Uh, I got your hotel room book. I got it covered. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this. So then he calls me back and says, "All right, I got your room covered." I'm like, okay, well, I wow. guess we're flying out. <laughs> we're going to Dallas for the weekend. I love those enabling friends. I was yes, just, I was yeah. just like, what am I supposed to do? So, I mean, there's a plane ticket in my name. <laughs> so and I gave him a. So I bought as a thank you this Christmas Dallas Cowboys hat for him, and he smacked it out of my hand and said, "No, I'll receive nothing." And I put it on my head, and it's mine to this day. Is that? Did I steal is your thunder? Story. Is, that, is that the story? Is no. that the story, Scott? Not, no. no. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. 
And that's what the hat's all about, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it, everything you said is 100% wrong. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Well, everything one, you said is completely wrong. Well, one more thing. <laughs> Would you like to buy a watch? So you and your brother-in-law, Bernie, <laughs> you cash in your stock certificates. You, you go to the Dallas Cowboys. cleaning business. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, so so we go to the we go to the stadium. This it's kind of a long story, but it's a cool story. Although uh, it was cool before you ruined it, but right. uh, <laughs> it's uh, so far it's awesome. We go to the it's awesome. We go to the uh, we go to the stadium, and he goes, "Oh, by the way, I bought us a stadium tour." Wow, went, what stadium tour? So we get there, and uh, they got a big sign that says, "All stadium tours canceled." They're having. Dallas Armadillo tryouts or whatever the whatever the arena ball team was at the time. COVID. And uh, so all stadium tours canceled. And he's like, well, that sucks. And he goes to the talk to the manager at the little shop. You know, they got the, the gift shop at Texas Stadium. It's the old stadium. And um, the one from the opening of Dallas. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The one with the giant hole in it so that God can see his favorite team play football. Mm. That's right. You got to have that. And the one um, time and the one time it snowed, it really messed up the game. I remember that game. Well, yeah, there's Leon Lett. <laughs> but anyway, um so so I went into the shop and he's chewing on the manager off to the side. Just chewing on her. Because they canceled the stadium tour. He's like, "Well, I'll give you a refund." He's like, "I don't want a refund. We flew out here for one day for this game." And we flew out here. We're going to have the stadium tour. This guy's been a fan his whole life. And uh, so I'm just nonchalantly shopping because I don't want to be involved in that whole thing. And uh, <laughs> they have Santa hats. But the Santa hats they have are the red Santa hat with a star embroidered on the, on the brim. Mm. And I'm like, that's not as cool as the ones I'm seeing people around with, which is like the one Mikey has. I'm giving you some background Christmas music. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So... Um, <laughs> I go ahead and buy the hat anyway because that's all they've got. But I don't like it. It doesn't fit. It's not right. So then my buddy comes over from chewing on the manager. He says, oh, by the way, uh, we're coming back tonight at 9. I said, why? He said, because the manager's going to let us in the stadium. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle. <laughs> God so anyway, bless us everyone. We come back to the stadium that night. Security guard says, what are you doing? I said, we have an appointment. And he said, okay. And so we walked right by. And the lady, we get there at 9 o'clock at night. The lady is closing the shop. She closes it with the keys and then turns around and unlocks the stadium and goes, here you go. Let me know when you're done. Oh, and wow. so we spent, I don't know, hour, hour and a half roaming Texas stadium freely wherever he wanted to pictures of us all over the star on the field. Um, the next day I see security guards out there and they all have that Santa hat on. So I flag this lady down. I say, where are you getting this hat? Because, I can't, I can't find these things. And she said, oh, they've got them at Albertsons. Go buy one at Albertsons. I said, I can't go to Albertsons. We are leaving this game. We're barely going to make the airport. We might even not even finish the game. We're going straight to the airport. She said, all right, tell you what, if you make it to the end of the game and you find me, I will give you this hat after the game. And I, there's no way I'm finding the security guard chick after the game because it's, you know, it's Texas it's Stadium. Texas Stadium. So we are walking out. As the game is ending, and I, who do I see over at a distance but her? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stand here for just a second in the crowd, and I'm going to see if she notices me. And we stand there and stand there and stand there. She doesn't notice. I'm like, all right, we probably need to get going. And then I look over, and she 
walks over to me, hands me the hat, and walks off. Doesn't even say a word. Just hands me the hat and walks off. <laughs> Victory for Scott Rison. If you want a story, if you want a story about a man who got a hat from a security guard, you've tuned in to the right show. Straight Talk on WGID and some station in Savannah. <laughs> also the name of a great Dolly Parton movie. Right. Shaz, you have to call in tomorrow and ask him to tell the Santa Dallas Cowboys story. I think that's probably what's going to have to happen. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody's got some Cowboys related stuff going on here on screen, except for Dollar. Dollar, what's your Cowboys related gear? I have See, mine, mine has a cowbell from State. That's Dak that uh, Prescott. Yeah. It all works out. I have Troy State. So I have there you go. the state of Alabama that won their conference and their bowl game. So, That's you know. right. Ouch. <laughs> Guys, if we, keep, if we start talking sports too much, we're going to start getting calls. That's <laughs> it's going to be like, hey, first time, long time. Just want to call in and say love you guys and love the sports talk that's going on. Go dogs. Um, yeah, <laughs> hey, Paul, Nick Saban has run his course. I think it's time for him to go, Paul. He lost two games this that's year. And it's just hear. it's time for him to move on and bring on a new coach. Look, I don't know who I don't know who this uh, this this selection committee is, but I don't think Ohio State deserves to be in there. And why is TCU still number three? <laughs> Alabama lost by all of four points this year. Right. Put them in the playoffs. They're the best team in the nation. They, if they want to get a good champion, put Alabama in there. They'll run the tables. Roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> roll tide. Yeah, you got to throw roll tide. We got eighteen. We got not authentic to yell roll tide. That's right. That's right. Well, um, hey, I've got speaking of speaking of uh, some some stuff like that. Uh, here's a man that oh. that uh, <laughs> in Georgia, by the way, Rockdale County Sheriff's Office posted its most wanted list Monday on Facebook, and it caught the eye of Christopher Spalding. So he commented on the Facebook post, how about me? The sheriff's office saw Spalding's comment and confirmed he had two outstanding warrants. We're, nice. on, we're on the way, the sheriff's office replied. Spalding was arrested Thursday on warrants for felony violation of probation. And there he stands with his Georgia sweatshirt on. Go dogs! <laughs> hey, why ain't on that sign? What about me? <laughs> and sure enough, Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, you are correct. You have two warnings. Two warrants. We are on the way. <laughs> Vying for the Georgia man title instead of Florida That's right. Man. That's right. Oh, man. Merry Christmas to you, Christopher Spall. And I mean, they just named him in this article here, by the way, from WBTV. <laughs> They're like, this guy doesn't deserve anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people are so stupid they deserve to have everything plastered about. Well, I mean, you know, it's a it's a blow to the ego to be like, what I'm not bad enough to be on this list. What I well, this listen, this is this is that whole thing of like you're trying to be cute and you don't realize you don't have that ability because yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing: you're not seven. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. You can't leave riddles for the police. That's not a riddle. That's not even a riddle. It's like, hey, I'm over here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're stupid, it's a riddle. <laughs> oh, this will show them. Hey, this will show them. How 
about me? Me. And I'm not. <laughs> how about them dogs? How about me? <laughs> Merry Christmas, Rockdale Sheriff County's office, County Sheriff's Office. I think oh, is that a smooth criminal? It is a smooth criminal. Unfortunately, I have no sound effects pulled up because that does not sound like a smooth criminal. <laughs> well, he, well, he thought he was a smooth. He, he thought, thought he, he was. Good. What are you, you thinking? Know, we, we could go. There's a new Facebook account for Christopher Spaulding now. He's oh, no. <laughs> and he's wearing his Georgia shirt. Yeah. He's an influencer now. He is. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> now, listen, this is what I learned in jail. This he's is in how, church. This is how you make hooch over here. Well, Lord I wonder what church. Yeah. I wonder what kind of warrants he had uh, out for himself. Like, you know, is it just like he didn't, he had some outstanding speeding tickets, you know, Maybe I don't know because there's not a, you, a again sneaking into football games. Do you think paying? this was yet again the inevitable consequences of saying, "Hey, y'all, watch this"? Most yes, <laughs> most oh, likely. God. By the way, hold on. <laughs> watch this. I just went to the actual Facebook post, and this is from the Rockdale County. We appreciate you for your assistance in your capture. <laughs> <laughs> Felony violation of probation. So he's he's a uh, he's been violated. Well, excuse me. And of course, and of course, people on there are like I think he just wanted time of uh, wanted a place to rest his head and get away from reality. Honestly. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's yeah. How about me? Hey, here's the most wanted man in Georgia. How about me, man? So David Dollar, you are a you're a movie guy. I've heard of that. Yeah, welcome to the show. Um, on our last on our last episode, there was a trifecta of uh, of trailers that had trickled out, and um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Let me do that in my best Batman announcer voice. A trifecta of trailers that trickled out. Um, That's your best Batman. No, it's it, yes, yeah, Scott, because I suck at voices. Okay. <laughs> Holy felony, Batman! That's his best Batman Pow. trickle. That's a a trifecta trickle. of trailers trickling out. Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah. What could it be? At stately Wayne Manor, we asked David Dollar. Um, so there was the there was the there was the Indiana Jones thing, and I think that's probably where we all need to talk about is oh. is is the Indiana Jones thing because I caught a little bit of flack from from my friend Derek, who was on the show, who was stoked about said trailer because I said I'm really tired of slow music to our favorite th- our our favorite things being turned into slow emotional manipulative music um with a single piano note that's right that's right so so dollar tell i know i'm sure you've talked about it on deuce cast dollars discuss it on deuce cast uh, <laughs> not getting any better well the, the, the alliteration is there so we haven't talked about the indiana jones trailer yet because yeah? it no. came out in between episodes yeah. and we did an episode last night and we didn't we talked about avatar but we didn't talk about indy jones so I figured that would be on the extra show on YouTube tomorrow night. You guys would get into it, uh, possibly. Uh-oh. Um, or we'll talk about it next week, one or the other. I, I better yeah, tell we... Lil G. <laughs> I guess so. we better do that. I'm Garrison <laughs> Rifen. But we didn't get into it. So I don't know if you're asking my opinion on the trailer. I am asking your opinion on the trailer. I, I liked the trailer. Yep. And I think, and I don't know, and really this is the first time I've even really thought about it. But honestly, there's no Shia LaBeouf in this trailer. And to me, it gives it a different tone, just the trailer itself. I don't know why. Like, I have nothing against Shia. I've liked some of his movies. Some of his performances have been great. I, I, he was, to me, the worst part of the last movie. 
Um, <laughs> right, and I think right. Not Dude, having him better in this than trailer, the monkeys. Not having him in the trailer, I felt like there was just a different tone that was set. There was no Shia. It was I don't know, and I don't know. Just just from the outset, I was like, well, this is this is better automatically. <laughs> you didn't buy Shia LaBeouf as a as a Marlon Brando type greaser. No, no, I don't buy Shia LaBeouf for anything. <laughs> so, oh, you, know. you just said you liked some of his movies. I thought what, he was good. He was, was okay. He was all right in Transformers. I mean, you know, I thought he was great in Transformers. Uh, he did. He was pretty good in Fury. A little, little stereotypical, but uh, okay in Fury and a few other things. But overall, I'm not like the biggest Shia fan. I just thought I didn't think he was very good in the last one. He he was not a good character in the last indie movie. And just was a larger piece of the whole crap pie that that movie was, in my opinion. Well, now, so. listen, you're not going to come on Geek Out Loud and talk <laughs> that way about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal. So it's goal, it sir. a bad movie. Yeah, it's I just, I absolutely 100% disagree with you on that. Uh, um, that's fine. That it's your show. I'm just saying, I just, I, in my opinion, I didn't like the movie. I didn't, well, and no. I haven't seen it. It probably since the, maybe the year after it came out because I watched it in the theaters and yeah. I watched it again when it came on HBO or Showtime or mm-hmm. Stars and Adventure or whatever it was called. But I since then I haven't seen it, so I cannot talk specifically in detail about the film itself. Yeah. I just remember having seen it twice. I'm like, I, I have no use for this movie and will yeah. never watch it. Again. I, here's so, what here's what I do I agree. Other than that, I agree that Shia LaBeouf in that movie. I think the weaknesses of some of the actors that have been like really put out there that were the, you know, the flavor of the day kind of thing were really exposed against some of your more classic actors that were on screen with them, like a Harrison Ford, like a, um, uh, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah. And who was the old man that was John, John Hurt. Yeah. So, you know, there was just a lot of, he was surrounded with a lot of good actors, a lot of good character actors. And of course, in, and the presence of Harrison Ford, and it really showed that Shia doesn't have that commanding presence that so many of those others do. In this, yeah, in the trailer, there's no Shia, of course, but I'm just wondering, is there anything, David, that caught your attention about it outside of that, that you're like, hey, this is, you know, is it just no Shia, so I'm there, or is it it's indie, so I'm there? Is it? I think it's a matter of... You know, this is the final one. Mm-hmm. This is the final adventure, and I think well, it sets it? that up. Um, <laughs> I think it sets it up well. I think it sets it up with a the whole line of you know we're whatever the line he says we're too old for this or that's that's those are those those days are gone or whatever. Oh, and yeah. it's just know that it's it's coming. And I don't know. There's just a sense of of this is it. This is our final indie adventure. Uh, by the time they get around to making another one, Harrison might be about 104. I mean, Clint Eastwood can do it, which is well, fine. I was going to say, Ford would still do his own stunts at 104. You know? but, um, right, and that's right. fine. But I, I just feel like there is a there is a sense of just finality in this one that's kind of exciting. It's kind of like this is the last hurrah. This is a character that I've grown up with. I've been watching this guy since uh, Temple of Doom was the first one I saw. And I was like mm, eight, nine when it came out, when I watched it. I watched Raiders after that. And, of course, I followed along everything from the theater. So it's a character the I have grown Oh, up yeah, with. you were watching – you're yeah. watching them in the yeah the chronological order. That's exactly, right. and so it was my favorite. And so now it's like I th- the circle of my Indiana Jones life is coming to a close. It's coming full circle. The like circle I watched him when I was a child. Indiana Jones and now life. that I'm almost fifty, I get to watch him finally finish the Indiana Jones cycle. And it's like it's you know it's been a good forty five year run for me on these movies or forty years or whatever. Um, I just think that's exciting for me. I mean, I think it's exciting knowing and I'm, I'm anticipating. What I think is going to hopefully be a great movie. I think this is going to be a really good movie. I okay, really do. And cool. There's some nostalgia going into it. Some, uh, some, just some memories going into it. And I just, I'm excited about it. So, Scott, should we have left them riding off in the sunset at Last Crusade? First, let me just say this. 
I, I like how Dollar did a face turn right in the middle of that. Because yeah. he started off full heel. <laughs> and then... Just call me Big Show. Yeah. Then yeah. he went face right in the middle of it. I'm like, okay, I get it. I got that reference. I got that reference. Yeah. Leonardo but, uh, DiCaprio's pointing. I got that. No. The, uh, should they have ridden off into the sunset in the last crusade? No. Absolutely not. No, no, no. No. Because there are more stories to tell. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got a, an indie shelf over here in the office. And there's, I don't know... 13, 14 novels sitting there. There are more stories to tell. And Indiana Jones is one of those, you know, he was always supposed to be James Bond. He was just supposed to be a guy. There's a gajillion stories you're supposed to be able to tell. Right. Um, and it kind of grew past that because Harrison Ford, yeah, Dance the Jazz, one of the early ones by Rob <laughs> McGregor. Um, it's one of the first, I guess that's probably the second or third one, second one, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, I think the Oracle at Delphi is the first one. But, so um, this was after Seven Veils. So it's Parallel oh, Delphi, okay. Dance of Giants. Oh, so this was second one. This yeah, I thought it was the second one. Okay, yeah. Don't push. Well, Cody Murphy. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, but hang on, hang on, Steve. You don't tell me to hang on. It's my show. <laughs> you asked me a question. Well, you're not. You're taking forever to answer. It's like you're picking up a hat or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sharing any more hat stories with you. Okay. But but, but here's the thing. Hey, they, Scott. They, Scott, deal, what? deal. I'll take that deal. <laughs> that was a great story. I'm sorry you don't appreciate great hat stories. But, oh, I, hey, Mikey's got a trucker hat on. Let me tell you about my trucker hat. That's a Yellowstone hat. That's a cowboy hat right there. And now, more hat stories with Scott Reifman. <laughs> hey, uh, go ahead, Scott. You know, you know, the funny thing is, like, I could be in bed and not being abused, but instead... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, when they did Crystal Skull, I enjoyed Crystal Skull. I like Crystal Skull. Mm -hmm. Do I have criticism of Crystal Skull? Yes. Yeah, of course. I, I, the monkeys. The monkeys drive me insane. Absolutely. Um, monkeys drive well, everyone I mean, insane. Uh, well, sure, just, if Peter Tork is singing, yeah. But I mean, when Michael yes. Nesmith is singing, it's fantastic. Yeah. Auntie yeah. Griselda is a masterpiece. It's okay. Right. I mean, it's, it's a masterpiece. You know, I think Nesmith is the real leader of that. But the, So the monkeys are fine. No, well, the monkeys, they're bad. But the, let me also say, the first 10 minutes of Crystal Skull are immaculate. I adore everything about the first 10 minutes of that Is that movie. like right before the refrigerator or after the refrigerator? Uh, I adore the uh, refrigerator. refrigerator. I'm all in. I'm all in the on the refrigerator. Okay. I think the refrigerator is so perfect. I, I came up with a phrase during that period of time, which was picking the fridge. And that <laughs> is, when everybody's running around talking about nuking the fridge, I'm talking about picking the fridge because they've you've got to go so far in to try and criticize something that you pick something that is, there's right. nothing wrong with and you make a gigantic deal out of criticizing it. And uh, to me, the fridge, it fit with, it's a 1950s yes. movie. Can I? Science fiction <clears throat> movie. Yep. And, you know, that was a discussion back then. That was a thing that people would talk about doing back then. So I had no problem with the fridge. Can I springboard? Different can, story. Can I springboard off of that really quickly and say, yeah, yeah. The people who have a problem with the fridge don't have a problem with an inflatable raft dropping out of a crashing <laughs> plane, hitting the side of a mountain, and going all the way down and ending up in a, a river somewhere. Yeah, but like that was awesome because it hit it right the right angle yeah. to do yeah, that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Right. Um, but, but anyway, so anyway, at the end of Crystal Skull, it it felt like there's more to do. You know, it didn't feel like everything was over. You mean like um, make a better movie? Yeah. And, and well, I mean, but stop it. And I, I don't, if they'd gone out on that, it'd have been okay. But I felt like they, I felt like they had more to do. I felt like they wanted to do more. I felt like they had more to say. But this one, like Dave says in the trailer, it feels like this is closure. It feels like this is the bookend. 
And so that I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I'm like kind of nervous about with this one is Lucas not being involved. Yeah, story wise. That's that's got like the only thing that I'm but, not happy about. But Michael, it worked out so good for Star Wars. Hey, <laughs> 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 right, let's change the subject. There's the end hat. I'm, I'm hoping. Oh, now we're talking. There's the real hat. I'm hoping that Dial of Destiny will be like Toy Story three, where it's a perfect ending, which would make obviously Crystal Skull it, Toy Story four that we don't talk about anymore. Um, well, so let me then let, if we're going to start. Know, I, there, I do have a story about how I got this hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Scott, this hat here. Yeah. No joke. I was at Disney World about two weeks ago, huh? and I bought it. Oh, that's a stunning story. Because <laughs> I wanted it, and I paid for it. I so, won this in a. I won this. <laughs> David <laughs> Dollar bought a hat. A Lucasfilm contest. Now yep. this is intriguing to me. Please yeah. continue. It was a Facebook contest, and they put like put your favorite indie quote under this thick comment, and I got. I got a hat. I got Blu-rays of all the movies. I got a poster. You ready for this? I got a Raiders poster signed by Phil Tippett and Ben Burt. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was, was the serious. quote? I don't even remember. Oh! I didn't care. <laughs> I just, Scott Riefen doesn't remember the quote that won him a hat. Oh, lady, he crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you call him Dr. Jones. You call him Dr. Jones, doll. Oh. Their dates, you eat them. So, so, Michael Nip. Yes. Dial of Destiny. How you feel about that title? Uh, I oh, the title's fine. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm completely. Yeah, the title's fine. fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got all these books that have these dance with the job. I mean, I would have loved, <laughs> like, personally, I would have loved Fate of Atlantis to be a movie. Uh, the video game being adapted into a movie. That's what I always wanted because I loved that game. But, you know, Dial of Destiny, we could have some weird, like, Atlantis-esque stuff in Dial of Destiny. So. No, I think that's Avatar. Yeah. Well, it is. Chaz, right. who, are they, who are they dialing up? Uh, um, I think that's the time travel thing. The ti- yeah, this is time travel stuff. It's quantum I was hoping deep. they'd call it the Whip of Whimsy, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm glad they didn't call Whimsy it. and Destiny should not be in this at all. <laughs> they don't sound like nice ladies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you dial one up and the mm. other one's well I, uh, I do trust Mangold I think stage Logan, 4 is destiny stage 5 is Logan's a masterpiece <laughs> so I think I think Mangold is the right guy to do the job I have no worries there uh, it just depends on hmm, what's the easy way to, to say this it depends on if you're comparing let's say a Top Gun Maverick and an Avatar Give me a Top Gun Maverick without any um, shirtless oiled men, <laughs> without any I don't know, just current ideas thrown in it. Just give me a fun movie that I can enjoy, and not Avatar, where there's all kinds of political junk. Oh, there's a checklist. Yeah, there's I'm a checklist. Picking up what you're putting so down. I, I think I, I think I trust Mangold in doing that because. In seeing his movies, Ford vs. Ferrari, Logan, there's not much of that in there. It's just give us a great story. Um, so I, I, I think we're okay. With Mangold, I would like Indy to cry less than Wolverine did in Logan. That's well, what I would like. He did have reason to cry. Oh, but, God, I mean, he cried all the time. <laughs> Logan had no reason to cry. <laughs> that was a rough movie. That was, like, he had some rough stuff happen to him in that movie. Oh, He's Wolverine. Wolverine I'm doesn't okay cry. By yeah, the way, listen, spoiler alert, everybody. Has everyone seen No Time to Die? No, yeah. I have not seen it. Okay, well. I have seen it, yeah. Scott, don't. Oh, should I? Oh. Don't? 
Oh, stop it. Well, <laughs> there's there's no time to die. There's no time. Apparently, to die. James Bond makes time for it. <laughs> James Bond. Spoiler alert. <laughs> David, we just got out of our mouth. Scott hadn't seen it. And there you go. Just ruining things for people. Um, well, la, 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 he's la, had la, a year la. and a half. Come on. This is true. <laughs> that's true. Um, he's hosting a radio show every single morning. <laughs> that's I've been waiting to see Spectre first. Oh. Oh, wow. You're that far behind. Yeah. Spectre's fun. I enjoy yeah. Spectre. I enjoy Spectre. I enjoy Spectre more than I enjoyed No Time to Die. Um, <clears throat> I've just been watching. By the way, yeah. just so you know, I watched Dr. No for the first time ever no. this week. Wow. I've never seen it. What I just is... have never been a, a huge Bond guy. Yeah. And uh, as a gift for Mikey in our in our latest, right. latest episode, oh. I watched, I rented because I couldn't. For whatever reason, the one day it's of the year, streaming you can't right find streaming anywhere. Yeah, right. Even though they're really? always streaming. They they're, weren't yeah, streaming. Yeah, they're all off streaming. I, right I watched uh, Dr. No, and it was delightful. It was delightful. It was great. Yeah, they're um, they're all off streaming. There's uh, No Time to Die is still on Amazon Prime right now. Streaming yeah, for free. Uh, some, of the old, some of the newer ones. I think it, there's a few, uh, I think Pierce Brosnan movies that were out. But so I'll tell know, you this. Somewhere, but, uh, the early ones. That's a, great, that's a great segue, having just watched Dr. No. It is Christmas time, and around this time of year, used to on the cable, you know, you'd have your... 24 hours of bond or you know holidays with bond kind of thing so dave jones and i over on the patreon have recorded moonraker oh, and um yes. yeah mm. where yes. are you can you hear me <laughs> so you and didn't as you take know, my suggestion of the one bond movie that takes place during christmas you didn't want to record on her majesty's secret service no because we wanted to do a bad bond movie <laughs> i know I so <laughs> but you know i got as you know because I sent you a picture, I recently got the noggleization of that. Yes, yes, that's awesome. Of Moonraker. Um, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm becoming really obsessed with the concept of let's take a novel and turn it into a film, and let's make a novel based on the film. Right. So, <laughs> right. You know, I would be Bram Stoker's Dracula the, next. What? Yeah, the similarities uh, between the two novels. I'd be interested to know, you know, the original Ian Fleming versus the movie adaptation. I've read the original Ian Fleming novel. There is the similarities are there's a guy named Hugo Drax and the word Moonraker gets used. (laughs) 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 Listen, in in the actual movie, I was like, well, this is Peter Dinklage's dad playing Drax in this thing. (laughs) He looks just like him. Yeah, he does. And and his delivery of every line is done with such deadpan accuracy. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Well, um, we are waiting on a call right now from one uh, one Cam Hopman. Here he comes, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Thunder, bring it. Cam, yes. are you here? Nope. Okay, hold on. Well, we need Cam because this is going to be a cold week. Mm-hmm. Are you there with Thunder us, sir? No. Cam Hopman. There he is. Hey. He's, he's there, there he is. Cam Hopman, ladies and gentlemen. I, hey, guys. Thunder Cam, as we all know and love him. Hey. Hey, he's gonna be Blizzard Cam this week. Yeah, right, man. Can you can you hear us? I I forgot I had music for I, you. I I I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Just yeah, fine? yeah, yeah. Are you calling All from your? Right, are you calling from your car? I am calling from the car. <laughs> <laughs> you caught him. You caught him. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But that's fine. Yeah, I know. It's it's. I have my earpods in and. Trying to shift the audio back over, but no, yeah, I think you got, I think you got the car mic, unfortunately. That's all it's right. Only the best high quality audio for Geek Out Loud. That's all right. I just didn't we have a theme song for you back in the day? Thunder. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah right. lightning uh, and the thunder. Thunder, oh, thunder yeah. cam. That's it. That's right. I like, I, I like that version. 
I made that version somewhere along the line. I don't know what happened. Well, that's what you're stuck with right now. Cam Hopman, sir, it's good to hear your voice. It's good to talk to you. You're on here with Scott Rifen, David Dollar, and Michael Nip of the Deuce Cast. Scott Rifen, of course, most listened to man in sport in South Georgia radio, and Shaz Bazaar, who is just one of the best friends in the whole wide world. And then there's me. So, and then there's you. <laughs> right. Without whom, none of us would be here today. Amen to that. Absolutely, because he sent us a Skype request. Otherwise, we wouldn't be That's here. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got the text message. Yes. So Thundercam, um, it is a cold, cold week here in South Georgia or in the South. And I should say in the Southern <laughs> part of the United States, is this for all of us all across the country? Man, it is going to get so stinking cold. I'm going to visit family for Christmas. If we could drive up there and the wind chill on Christmas day is supposed to be something like 25 to 30 below. Ooh. How, yeah. how will Santa get through it all? Santa lives in the North pole, Steve. Of course, you know yeah, that. He's used to it. He's used to it. This is normal. Hoist it on my own petard. Go ahead. <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, no, it's, what's happening to make it so cold? Uh, I mean, it's essentially just a really strong storm passing through, and then it's so strong it's meeting up with another one. Kind of, you know, have you seen the perfect storm? Yes, yes. Okay. Depressing, that. depressing movie. Yeah, that. Oh, it's that's a great yeah, movie. Depressing. It's really good. It's depressing. Though. Yo, they all it's die in the like end. That, but over land. Hey, I haven't seen that either, Steve. <laughs> it was a real life thing that happened, Scott. George Clooney fights a wave. <laughs> George, and he looks good doing it. Damn it, Always. he looks good. Sorry, family. <laughs> yeah, you kiss your baby with that mouth, Cam Hobbin? I do. <laughs> So basically, we've had it, it would. It, it's not. Listen, a lot of people like using a lot of fun weather terms when weather like this starts happening. Things like boom cyclone, or or polar vortex, or what? What are we looking at here? Is this the El Nino? Means the Nino. Well, Steve, if you pay attention at all to any of your local weather broadcasters, you would realize that we're in another. La Nina year. Come on, Steve. Mm, okay, La the Nina. Third in a row. Which everybody knows means the Nina. The Nina. Okay. <laughs> I used that same joke yesterday. <laughs> God rest Chris Farley's soul. <laughs> no, it's honestly, it's just, it's, um, so, so somebody said, uh, bomb something, bomb cyclone. Uh, so that's just a fancy word for, um, cyclogenesis. And uh, that's just a very fancy term of a storm getting really strong really quick. And that's kind of what's happening. We're getting one storm that's getting really strong really quick, swinging across the northern U.S. And uh, the cold air associated with it is going to shoot from Canada all the way down to Florida. Wow. Okay. So are are we expecting some precipitation with all this anywhere in the country? we're going to get snow. I mean, it's, you know, forecasting snow is its own madhouse. I know. Situation. Be careful. Uh, be careful. Never a good idea. Never a good idea. Be, no, be careful. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare in its own right. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be snow. Uh, parts of Illinois. You know, in fact, the exact areas I'm going to be traveling on Christmas, <laughs> Eve, Christmas Day could be getting, like, 9 to 14 inches. Because wow. Why wouldn't they? So, oh. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, winter. Great. Which is good. I think yeah. it is good. I think there's something about Christmas should be cold. Any special precautions people should be taking? 
Yeah, if it's snowing and icing, don't drive. Good one, Cam. Unless you're a weatherman. Yeah, you Unless earn. You got chains on your tire. Cam, exactly. I gotta. I, I gotta tell you, I know you earn every dollar of that paycheck that news team gives you. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what. Every every penny, Steve. Hey, well, let me let me let me throw this out. Bomb Cyclone is my wrestling name, and Cyclogenesis is the name of the hip Bible study we're going to be doing uh, next year. <laughs> Cyclogenesis. <laughs> Cyclogenesis. <laughs> that is, oh, I cannot wait to read that book. Yeah. Man. So come on come on over um so <laughs> well cam it's good to talk to you man it's it's great to actually speak with you and, and everything it's been a while have you made it have you made it to youtube yet with any fun gaffes that we should know about no no and i tell you what it's a good thing i interviewed a goat live on air about a couple of weeks ago so <laughs> how did how did that go Great moment in local news is what that is. <laughs> Cam Hopman with all the news that is news. We go live now to Cam Hopman with a ghost. No news is bad. Take it away, Cam. No, yeah, we're doing these uh, Christmas forecasts where every night I'm at another house that's decorated nicely in one house that I've gone to over the last few years, they have a goat. And the a guy Christmas dresses the goat up in lights. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Shocking. Um, <laughs> I had to get my own in there, guys. You guys That's are all good. doing <laughs> You guys are doing it all. So, well, Cam, I, I, don't, I don't want you to be dangerous as you drive. Thanks so much for calling in. So, basically, uh, all of the nation of the United States can expect some cool weather for Christmas. Honestly, yeah, in all, in all seriousness, like I was looking at uh, uh, the folks that, you know, you know, these folks, they go and they plan their entire Christmas vacation. We're going to go to, honey, we're going to go to Disney. We're going to go to Disney World on Christmas Day and it's going to be beautiful and there's going to be 8 trillion people and it's going to be the best time ever. This year might be the year to go because it is going to mm. be 45 degrees on Christmas Day. In wow, Lake wow. And if you want to book a trip, yeah. and if you want to book a trip uh, to go down to Disney, who can you talk to, David? Oh, you know, just give me a call, Magic on a Dollar Gmail dot com. Happy to uh, plan your trip for you at no cost to you. My services are complimentary. Full concierge service. Concierge. David Dollar will get you in to Disney. It's not a hobby; it's a full time career. Making memories is my life. Well, all right. Well, Cam, put that on yes. a bumper sticker. <laughs> Cam, yeah. Cam, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you being uh, around. I wish I could be longer. Yes. What's that? I said I wish I could stick around longer. I do too. Well, you're headed. You're headed into work, right? Yes, sir. We gotta. We gotta get. Uh, we gotta reconnect with with something a little bit longer term here. Just like it's been way too long, Steve. I need way, you. Way, well, way, way I need you to get in the hot tub with me. Whoa. Whoa! You know what? There's nothing. <laughs> listen, there is nothing more manly than two men sitting into a hot tub and you, having a long, quiet conversation with each other. Scott's been there. Shaz has been there. We're good to go. Come on. Absolutely. We'll, we'll get in. We'll get in touch, man. Have a good. Have a good broadcast, Cam. Hope to see you on YouTube soon. Oh, I hope not. And uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Talk to you soon. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yeah. Cam. And there he Bye, goes, guys. Cam Hotman, stopping by, ladies and gentlemen. The thunder. There it is. Lightning and the thunder. Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. Yeah, 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 thunderstruck. 
That's th- that's Thundercam, Cam Hopman. He was the official meteorologist of the Big Honkin' Show. We that's didn't right. need we didn't need any of that I heart crap when we were doing the show. <laughs> Well, Scott has weird weather music on the iHeartRadio with that with that woman from the Fifth Element singing in the background. <laughs> See, I don't listen on iHeart. I have an RSS feed, so I don't oh, hear nice. all that junk. Nice. I made that. Yeah, it's cool. It sounds great. Oh, Actually, that's, that's rough. I know. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't, Scott. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know why I feel like, and I do that. And I'm going to admit something right now. I have two things to say. Number one, I don't know what comes over me, but I always feel like I have to be a little bit antagonistic with Scott whenever we get on the show together. I don't know why that is. And number two, I'm going to admit this for the first time publicly. When Scott first said, hey, what about this song as uh, as a... um, as a as a straight talk theme, and he and he sent the music to uh, to the Iron Man. He's like, "Listen to this. What do you think?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, nah, I think it's a little too pumped up for the show." And now I just I I'm like I was totally wrong on that opinion, Scott. It is perfect, and it's perfect for it, I like I just I think it's perfect for straight talk. I think of you every time I hear it, and I, and yeah. you make it work well, sir. So. Yeah. So Steve's I was got two things to say. So I was wrong. He hacked on Rifen today. So I was so I just I'm just saying diamond. I was wrong. <laughs> that was good. So <laughs> anyway, hey guys, speaking of being wrong, there's one thing I've never been wrong about, and it's this. That uh we've talked about this on the Big Honkin show before. Um we are currently under attack by the animal kingdom. Mm. And um, and it's not looking good for any of us <laughs> because they are rising up. They want you dead. Doesn't matter how much you love them, they do not love you. And uh, and they're after all of us. And it's an, and it's a it's a it's a terrible event we call the animal apocalypse. Now, normally I would have music for that, but again, this is the low prep uh, Friday version of <laughs> geek out <laughs> of a geek out loud Christmas party. So um, I'll just here we go. A flock of feathered hooligans has been intimidating residents of Woburn, Massachusetts, and their leader is one especially tough turkey, Kevin. The five wild birds spent a lot of time in a particular lawn of a woman named Megan Tolson, according to a new report from The Guardian, appropriately published on Thanksgiving. Tolson, who gave Kevin his name, characterizes him as the bad egg among the otherwise all-female turkey crew. Uh, She calls the hens Gladys, Esther, Monica, and Patricia. The women are more mellow and not so territorial, but I think he kind of amps them up to get them going to chase people, she told The Guardian. Uh, Yeah, of course, it's always a guy's fault. Tolson has posted multiple videos showing Kevin lurking near the door of her home or car. They don't let you out of your house, she said. While The Guardian brought national attention to Kevin and his band of rogues, local media has also covered their antics in recent months. They're up at 6 a.m. in my lawn and start chasing us, trying to pop the tires. Well, let them pop the tires. They'll only do it once. So you got turkeys led by the fearsome Kevin. I think Kevin was the fire-breathing goat in the Georgia lottery ads, wasn't he? Was he fire-breathing or fire-pooping? No, he was poop. He was po- <laughs> he was setting fire to money. Yeah, he was yeah. pooping money. I feel was like he, he was. I feel like he was pooping money and breathing fire. Okay, well, that that may be. I don't know. I'm. I didn't buy that scratch off. Apparently, <laughs> Steve, I think there's four tires on a car. They can do that four times. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is it only take once for them to never do it again. So uh, you don't know much about turkeys. Now, you listen, don't know, you don't know, Kevin. Listen, this guy named David Scarpitti, 
a turkey expert with the state. Mm. You work all your life to be a turkey expert. Now, let me tell you what I'm an expert in when it comes to turkey. Mm -hmm. I know what you're an expert. Eating it. Um, Mm. These kinds of, he told CBS Boston, these kinds of problems arise when turkeys become too habituated to humans. Typically, this happens due to people feeding them directly or from the turkeys freeloading off of bird feeders intended for other kinds of birds. Turkeys are just kind of acting out what they do amongst themselves, he said, adding that running away can fuel the problem because they'll begin to see you as subdominant to them. That's true, because when the turkeys are alone together, they do go at each other's tires. Yes. Well, Um, I say I say you have a turkey coming at you. Kick the thing. Just kick it. Oh, no, no, no. You can't. Those things are vicious. Say, they, grab him, grab him by his pecker. Just <laughs> kick it. Now Scott, kick it. Now Scott, now don't uh, don't bring up the steel pecker. <laughs> that turkey's just an angry young man. <laughs> angry young bird. I don't know what you've read or what you've heard. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody knows how to prepare for a turkey attack. You just have to kind of wing it. Oh, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> You'll either look like an idiot or to look like pure poultry in motion. One or the other. I don't know. It just it's well one hit- thing we have learned from Anim Apocalypse is if you punch it in the nose, it runs away. That's right. Yes. Just don't run a foul of it to, be, to begin with. Come on, David. Come on, David. This is a pun free zone, man. <laughs> I don't know if dollars should be on every episode at this point. I mean, some fans I'm hate it, some of it. them gobble it up. I don't oh, know. <laughs> He's on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. Look, all I'm saying is kick the turkey, and as God is my witness, Scott. I, I thought th- turkeys could fly. Yes! <laughs> yes. Scott, uh, Straight Talk is now on WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> I yep. gave 120 turkeys away the other day. Not one of them, not one of them fell to the ground. Not one. Wow. Well, that's good. That means they're still yeah. edible. Now, yes. this this woman who's there in their, her yard, listen to what she finally says. Meanwhile, Tolson is taking the situation. Meanwhile, Tolson is Back taking the hall of justice. Tolson is taking the situation in stride and has even developed some affection for Kevin and company. They kind of grow on you a bit. Yeah, when they're jumping on your back and pecking away at your neck, of course they grow on you. Ugh. Listen, let's not I just want to say this for Christmas. Here's my Christmas advice to everybody. Let's not get used to animals being mean to us. Destroy them. (laughs) (laughs) And if you see reindeer flying. Yes. What are you going to do, Steve? (laughs) Shoot them. (laughs) That's not natural. That's not natural. (laughs) Hey, this is from Christmas Tide is the source of many practices. Some consider to be unnatural. Uh, so, so now we've got Santa as a Sith Lord. A Sith Lord. Uh, now, in related news, I just saw this. An early morning stroll in the Singapore Botanic Gardens turned surreal and nightmarish for one man last month when he was attacked by a pack of smooth-coated otters. Wait! Smooth-coated? You've been struck by a smooth-coated otter. <laughs> In an incident, oh my gosh! In an incident that left him with twenty-six wounds and needing stitches. Oh man! I actually thought I was going to die. They were going to kill me. Graham George Spencer, a British man in his sixties who lives in Singapore, 
I actually thought I was going to die. <laughs> wow. Governor, the honors were all over me. Listen, I just want to say this. You ought to not mess with otters? Yeah. Not only that, thank you, David Dollar, uh, <laughs> um, for getting all the puns started. Of all the creatures on God's green earth that you would think would never attack anyone, otter has to be high on that list. Yeah. And I if mean, the, it is the season for Emmett Otter, I mean, come on. And, yes. and his jug band, and his jug band. Well, well, that's what Lance Morris was telling us. You otter, 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 no. <laughs> mm. Gosh. I see. I thought Emmett Otter was a bird up in the trees. Why? Well, I, I thought he could fly. With God as my witness. <laughs> as God as my witness, I thought otters could fly. I Emmett Otter could fly. <laughs> Emmett Otter. <laughs> okay. Listen. There's really not a whole lot of otter puns you can do other not. than the word otter, because there's not yeah. a, I mean, that's <laughs> all I got. So. Okay, listen. In this case, Spencer told, Roy told Reuters that a jogger had run past him and stepped on one of the otters. The animal sprang into action. Oh. But when the jogger moved on past Spencer, the otters seemed to think he was the man who had stepped on one of their pack. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Otters are colorblind. I swear it wasn't me, boys. It wasn't me. Uh, Cheerio. Get him. <laughs> oh, what a cute. Oh, what a cute little otter. And then all of a sudden, one of the otters was heard to say, Get him, boys. <laughs> you got Dick Van Dyke dancing with penguins and Jogger Man. Well, well no, it was not the otters. Jogger. It's Graham George Spencer. Getting torn up by the British, old G.G. Spencer. Oh, what a They're nightmare. They're out to get us. It's like, but now listen, had he actually died, and thank God he did not, but would that be the death by the cutest thing ever in the world? Like, hey, they might have killed him, but they were cute doing it. They put him right on their bellies and went to town like they do with little clams. Yeah. <laughs> The little shells, they yeah. crack them. Get down here! <laughs> you go high, I go low. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't step on us, man. We'll bluff you up. This is Singapore. We're Singapore otters, yo. <laughs> yo. Yo. Y'all. <laughs> yo. Yo. I didn't say y'all. Oh. Yo. We're Singapore otters, not Southern otters. Y'all get it right now. Right. In Singapore, they're well known for saying yo. That's right. Are they? Singapore. I don't know. In Singapore, where that boy Singapore. got caned in the 90s? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For graffiti. Well, listen, these otters better watch themselves. You know what he put on his graffiti? What's that? I hate otters. Uh, well, oh, no. Cane him. Cane him. <laughs> Listen, I think you, he was. I think he was from Canada, Ottawa, maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, that's a stretch. That's his heart. Oh, he has no choice but to stretch. <laughs> you gotta draw a line. I mean, otter puns are not. I mean, I they're mean, not presenting that's themselves. True. That's true. He's Fair. scouring the globe looking for otter puns. <laughs> scouring the globe. I mean, with birds, there's a fine selection. Otters, not so much. You know. Well, there you go. That's uh. What a what a thing! I, and that just came out of the related stuff there. So, 
Um, and more animal news because we got to stay there. <clears throat> uh, some calves flee a live nativity scene to head to a state park where they don't have to mingle their uh, church and state. A pair of calves playing bit parts in North Carolina. Get your cow, get your cow puns ready there. Uh, David, your head, Dave. Uh, a pair of calves playing bit parts in North Carolina church's live nativity scene escaped to a nearby state park last week. Photos. I hadn't heard this. Photo. Have you not? Oh, oh, there. Took me a minute. This is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I knew that was coming. You're just milking yeah. it now. Photo. There it is. Oh. I'm going to move on in this story now. Photos show police waist-deep in the Cape Fear River at Carolina Beach State Park as they tried pulling the swimming... The cows went for a swim! As they tried to pull the swimming animals back to dry land. When you're a police officer in a small island community, you may get some unusual calls. Okay? In fact, I believe the calves actually put on their Facebook, What about us? Uh, the local department noted it, and that, <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call a callback. Um, that's a good callback. Officers were dispatched to help state park rangers round up the escapees who had been, quote, performing in the live nativity scene, unquote, at Seaside Chapel in the community of Carolina Beach, some 140 miles southeast of Raleigh. Uh, when they were, they were finally brought to Hill with the help of community volunteers and a canine with specialized herding skills. Noted the department. So wait, 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 wait. H e r d i n g. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying that I thought it was h u r t i n g. I was like, well, that's. Oh yeah, he jumped. He jumped really... right on him and got him some ground beef. Yeah. Um <laughs> Herding skills. Okay. Yeah. Now here we go. Please, to prevent future tragedies, will you stop using live animals in your events? Your sets and church members provide a perfectly lovely attraction of their own. Said a letter. From the animal rights organization, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Mm. Mm. I say that having, I hear this, having been to a church event this weekend that has <laughs> three camels, cool. two yeah. cows, a llama. <laughs> and a partridge in a pear yeah. tree. What is there, a zebra? Scott Riefen is getting very tired. <laughs> in my wife's painting, there is a pig in the nativity. Oh, yes. I had to cut that one out for a VBS a few years ago. She said, why couldn't there be a pig? I said, it's Bethlehem. There is no pig. Right. right. It's Oh, yeah. yeah. I made a uh, nativity scene out of Vienna sausage, and there was a kangaroo in my nativity mm. scene. <laughs> I feel like that's even kind of not kosher to do. Um, it's definitely not kosher. Oh, no, it was kosher. It, it may split the, I think it chews the cud, but does not split the hoof. I had some friends. Okay. The kangaroo, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, Cattleball says, my uncle had sheep get loose during a live nativity, and then they ran him into the river and drowned. Oh, okay. Oh, there were well, sheeps and goats at this thing Saturday night, too. I forgot. <laughs> well. You knew there would be. Those were some possessed mm. sheep. I know that story too. So here's the thing: you were talking about what you did. You put a pig in one nativity, sausage made one out of Vienna sausages. Yes. Um, I had some friends, and their little girl put Darth Vader in their nativity scene. Oh yes, a Darth Vader oh, hallmark nice. ornament. Yeah, and he's just standing nice. there, you know, guarding the baby Jesus, basically. 
Who and, will grow up to be Obi Wan Kenobi. It makes yes, perfect sense. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. He's like, come no further. Um, How fortunate was he? You blasphemers with your pigs and Vienna sausages, says Rotten Wyoming. Yeah, go to bed, sinners. Um, well, thankfully it was Darth Vader and not Anakin in his younger form, because that would have been all trash. That's true. That's true, because you know Anakin will kill a baby in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you follow me on Facebook, I just put the Vienna sausages nativity scene on there. So yeah. Oh well, that's Michael Nip, ladies and gentlemen. In case you want <laughs> spelled N I double P. That's right. Make sure you pp at the end of his name. Um, so yeah, so, well, Hey guys, uh, I'm not running anybody off, but Scott does look incredibly tired and, um, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, God, you look awful. what I'm yeah. saying is, is I don't want anyone to feel like they have to stick around if you, if you've got to go, I don't want to hold hint, hint right. I know. Right. Yeah. Everybody get the heck out of here. No, bringing this party down. No, Scott, I'm trying to get rid of David and Michael. The deuce cast guys have been here long enough. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I can, I can leave. All right. <laughs> Right, no, Ma- Michael, the correct thing is, oh, no, I'm good to go all night long if we need to. I'm here for no, the long time. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm not sure what objects you used as Joseph and Mary, Michael. I'm, those I'm, are Vienna sausages. <laughs> everything. Are well, what, are those, everything. what are those baby Jesus red, is a Vienna sausage? What are those red sparkly tips on the ends? Uh, Glitter. <laughs> and do they have oh, candy oh, yeah, cane those, arms? Those, gum. those are those little gummy gum drops. Gumdrops, yeah. Gumdrops. You yeah. suck. I gotta gum- tell you that this nativity scene of all I've ever seen in my life makes me want to vomit. <laughs> so when did you do this, Michael? This was at a church event the other night. Oh, the so this night. is so this is I recent. Was gonna say when I was ten. This is oh, when okay. you knew better. <laughs> well, you know, they gave us the 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 contest was build a nativity scene, and here's the weird thing you have to use, mm. and we had to use Vienna sausages. Okay. So this why do both why do both Mary and Joseph have like a shepherd's staff as the candy cane or what is that supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, no, you're it's a it's a shepherd's staff. Those are uh, the wise men, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. With shepherd staff, my kids did most of this. Oh, okay. I like that. Is that a frog there in front? <laughs> there's a fro- a headless frog, yeah. and then there's the kangaroo in honor of Aussie Nate. If mm-hmm. you know of Aussie Nate, that's in honor of him. Sure, sure. And then there's the bison, kind of in honor of uh, Roth and Wyoming. So. As Michael tells this story, the amount that his kids did changes based on how you react to the scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you had spoken glowingly about how yeah, genius it was, Steve. well, Every the kids were busy, so I took care of it. Look, so. I absolutely think it's genius the way the manger's constructed there with the graham crackers. Yes. And the eyeballs on baby Jesus is just perfect. <laughs> it makes it so cute. You did what it. are the eyeballs made of? Do I want to know? It's just little ki- pieces of little candy. Thing. Looks like, like sprinkles, quite a like s'more like when it was all over, by the way. Vienna... Right. Gumdrops, graham crackers. Uh, <laughs> this is great pod. No, but the thing is, what they should have done is like you have to eat whatever you make. Hey, no. what did you do with the weird meat jelly from the Vienna sausages? You know how it always has that layer oh, of meat jelly on the top. Afterbirth. Well, there wasn't a boat Jesus. at the manger, so we couldn't do anything with the liquid. David Dollar, listen, I know you to be a godly man, and I cannot believe you just went there to that grossness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> David Ugh. David's feeling froggy tonight, y'all. He jumped on here. He's like, I'm going to keep up with the trends. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Goodness. Um, so it's Christmas time. Scott, I know one of the things that you love to do, you used to love to do on Dinner for Geeks around Christmas, is you guys would break out the old wish books and stuff. You know, yes. it's funny you say that, because I almost brought an old wish book here tonight. Yeah. Oh. And, because and, my, my brother's father-in-law moved in with him. Oh, and they had so to clean he, out his house. 
Now, hold on, hold on. I just want to say this. Uh, you, you almost ended the sentence at a very weird spot. I almost brought one tonight because my brother's father-in-law moved in with him. Yes. Okay, great. And and <laughs> he sent me a text one day, and he, it was a photo of a wish book that was like almost pristine. And he said, do you want this? And I was like, heck yeah. From what? Me? Do you remember from what year? <laughs> no circling. It's a. I think it's a 1982. Wow. Oh come on. Sweet no, spot. Good, talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back in five seconds. Sw- oh, I'm That's sure we'll talk. That's got to be like like the uh, wow. the uh, playset that I never got. What what playset is that, Steve? The Star Destroyer playset. That's the one. Oh, That's yeah. the one. The Kenner Star Destroyer playset. 82. I remember as being my best Christmas ever. Oh yeah. What'd you get? Because because I got the Hot Wheels garage. I folded it into a case where you oh. I kept the ramp all the way down. Yeah, oh, I remember that. I got Boba Fett's slave one. Uh, excuse me, Boba Fett's ship. Okay. Well, um, first of all, first of all, pronounce his name right. It's Boba Fett. I was seven. And okay. I have an ad at. I got an oh, ad. Oh wow. And it's Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! This is this is itself. controversial. My dad told me Santa Claus doesn't bring fifty dollars pieces of plastic like that at. <laughs> I don't know that it was fifty bucks. It might have been more because it, it was a nice one. I saw um, in a toy group where someone found an old receipt for two ad-ats and they were thirty nine ninety seven a piece. Uh, oh wow! Where? That's not at Hills. TGY Singapore. Um, <laughs> Taiwan. Yes, yeah, so those are my three big ones. Then I've got some random action figures. My, my my grandparents who raised me never were hip to the one. They could never buy me Luke Skywalker with the, with the lightsaber arm or Darth Vader. I got an Ugnaught mm-hmm. and Adat Commander mm-hmm. and a Snowtrooper mm-hmm. and you know Bosk, which was cool. And then of course I think Chaz and I have had this conversation. I got Bosk's ship, which was never actually seen on the movie. Oh, the mini rig. Grandma was so proud. She was like, look what I got you. And I'm like, would an X-Wing kill you? Seriously. It's cool, though. We're good. But, We're you, got an X- but you got an ad at. But you got an ad at. You got yeah, that is a pretty I do. And that is in my garage right now, actually. And wow. whenever, whenever Snowpocalypse happened a couple of years ago and it snowed here, That's I stood on Solo in the Polar out- Hoth outfit and the ad out into the snow and kind of did a little yeah. photo shoot. It was That's really good. Yes. That's what you got to do. That's awesome. Love I think it. Scott went to bed. The only reason snow exists is to have Hoth. Yes. Toys outside yep. hot. Oh yeah. For no, all for all of time, God was just preparing everyone for that moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it when it would snow in it back in the day, and I would bring the snow speeder out, and I would do the same thing, just get out and play in the snow with it. You know. Absolutely. Snow yeah. days. That's exactly what happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So, 1982. I would have been five years old. Probably got some mini rigs and some Star Wars figures that year, but I couldn't tell you specifically what. Yeah. I um. But yeah, the are you talking when you say Bosk's ship, Bosk's Bosk's Bosk. ship? Yeah. Are you talking about the mini rig, the Cap Two, the thing yeah. with the yeah. suction cup legs? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah the they rig. came out with all the series of the bounty hunter rigs and stuff, and the little ships and things like that that were never seen. I you, love mini rigs. Like four or five of those, and you know, well, I mean, yeah, right now I wish I'd had it. It would be really cool. But when I was seven, I'm like, I want an X wing or a Tie fighter or something, not the ship that I've ever seen before. But hey, but a mini rig was eight ninety nine, dude. Yeah, right, that's true. Right. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see, is it the one that was like gray and had a little bubble? Top yeah, it had, and a, had a bubble it. on top. Had a little Could you cup. push it down and the legs split? Like when you pushed it down, the legs I went out. Don't remember that, but I do remember no. that suction cups on it. It has no. suction cups on it. It could. Okay. What you're what you're thinking of? What you're thinking of? Michael Nip was like a tank with steamroller wheels. Yeah, and, yes. you, and you could push it. Yeah, and you yes. could push it down. Yes, 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 yes. And I had a Bosque figure, which was cool. Yeah, so that that helped. Dollars talking about the. I believe it's the Cap Two C A P Two. That sounds yeah. right. I remember the box. Yeah. 
and it had like a little grabber thing in the back. You pull a switch and you could stick it and had like teeth grabber thing at the back. Yeah, like, it could capture a person. Yep, yep, yep. I, I had that. I had I had a lot of those mini rigs uh, got from, the, from that indoor Empire. forest. Yeah, I, I, I had many a Cloud City pilot held hostage in the back of that ship. Yes, sir. Nice, you know, yes, sir. Cloud City pilot was under, underrated. I loved that figure. I liked him because I, I always that. his bent we arm. To, we've got some sad yeah. a sad story in the chat here Uh-oh. from from Garrison Rifen. Uh-oh. It's never snowed here since I've been alive. 1989 was the last time. Yep, sure that's, enough. I re- I remember that snow. We lived in Hazelhurst, oh, Georgia. Garrison Rifen, by the way. We 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 lived in Hazelhurst, Georgia then, and I remember when it snowed. And um, yeah, there were some cool pictures that someone went around St. Simon's Island and took over there that are still you can buy them in gift shops to this day down there. So of all of the uh the things. Well why Scott continues to look for <laughs> Yeah, his, I don't know why G Man isn't just taking the chair at this point. Yeah, G Man, get downstairs and take your dad's spot. Um <laughs> Scott went to sleep. I'm Garrison Rifen. Uh no gotta have some energy here are here's here's a list of i did have guys i said it like he said it i don't know why y'all are dogging on my voices tonight i'm an awesome voiceover guy um (laughs) it's christmas Um, Hello, governor here's a list of what we're calling strange or nutty gifts uh for christmas pecan no 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 no. the first one is a guinea pig a guinea pig Uh, reindeer costume Yo, what's oh, up? A- <laughs> did did Rifen show up? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Garrison Rifen is joining us here. If he'll get some headphones on. Uh, I can hear you guys still. But oh, oh good. On, sure. Good. Well, you don't have to if you can hear well, us. Well, now I have the, to come on the Illusion. tomorrow night. It'll be three nights in a row with Garrison Rifen. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not doing the extra right now. It's Yellowstone. Yeah, time. it's uh, Yellowstone. Uh, he doesn't watch Yellowstone. Well, I'm not, I don't watch it either, but still. <laughs> have a side chat. I'm in the chat. I'll come on. I'll come on and talk about Yellowstone, which I don't watch oh, either. Man. I love Yellowstone. <laughs> so good. I'll, I'll turn three with Harrison Ford. Come on. I bet I can talk Yellowstone and turn it into a Robin Hood Prince of Thieves discussion like that. <laughs> you could. Uh, it wouldn't take long for me. I would. I dive right. I mean, in there I keep Yellowstone. sending Gloss on the 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 chat invite for the podcast on he, Sunday nights. Yeah. Every time I, I'm gonna start sending it to chats too. It just. Yeah, Glossom, you got an invite last night. Yeah, I know. And I and I, I explained earlier that I don't get push notifications in my emails. And so I'll, I'll go to check my email at the end of the night. And I'll be like, oh, well, here this is, you know. Yeah. And Sunday nights, I am I would be no good to you guys. I am wiped out when I yeah, get home yeah. on a Sunday night. See, I got night. accosted on text from Glossom because he texted me. He was like, listen, I don't check my email in time to get listen. us to the show. So there's no reason to keep listen, inviting David me. Dollar. I was... I didn't say it like that. I said, if you'll give me a heads up before, you know, you guys go to sit down and record. Your heads up. Sunday night, 930 Central Time. There's your heads up. All you had to do was come up with Christmas gifts for the movie world. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not hard. Yeah. Okay. I totally didn't spend hours uh, preparing. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Shaz. Shaz, this is where we shine. Just off the cuff talking. What do you give me? Tell me what do you mean by a movie gift? Uh, or Christmas gift in the movie world, dollar. Basically, you just give something to somebody in Hollywood. For example, I gave Bob Iger John Lasseter's resume. Why? Because he needs it. The animation department needs it. I think Lasseter has paid his penance. Giving the resume over for Iger to pick up. Uh, you know, I also, I mean, one of our favorites, the legendary one, is when Mikey, at the very beginning, the very t- first time we did it, Mikey gave to Chevy Chase a pound of cocaine because okay. that is when Chevy oh. Chase really Scott, was at his apex. I have to interject here. Scott Rifen looks like the John Travolta <laughs> meme right now. 
phone. Like, he can't hear you, by the way. I know. That's awesome. He's saying, "What is the John Travolta meme? It's the scene." Oh, it's just uh, for John yeah. So, so Shaz, what would be your Hollywood movie gift then? You got it. Okay, I'm stepping off. This is not I'm where I shine, Garrison and I'm taking off. All right, thank you, Garrison. <laughs> Good to see you, G Man. And really, it could be a gift to somebody. It could be a gift to the listeners, to the audience, to I'm, the movie, well, to here's, anybody. Let oh, me oh, I've got a movie gift. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've got it. What you got? George Lucas directing a Star Wars movie. Oh, this yes. is what I was about to say, Shaz. I was about to say, I'm going to go and give George Lucas Star Wars back. Yes. That's what, yes. That would be my present. That'd be my Christmas And Dave Filoni can, can go along with, with oh. the rest of the I remember that oh. book. I remember that one. Whip up a beautiful Christmas at Sears. This is great, Pod. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrap up, up a beautiful Christmas. Up. It's not Indiana Jones Christmas. Right. Oh, I don't remember them being that big. That is a lot of pages. Oh, they were big. Scott broke the out toys the are very small, Christmas, yeah. the Sears wish book from 1982. Is that a confirmed 1982, Scott? That is, is uh, 1982. Yeah, 1982. Oh, so he's headed to and that's the... That's in good condition. Like, many, like all of us did, Scott is headed straight to the toy section. Yes, right. absolutely. Yep. And what do we got? Nothing. Uh, no, we've got a lot of stuff. You get so nothing. Huge. Good yeah, day, sir. Right, yeah. I said good day. I said good day. Oh. All right. Well, so, oh, oh, yeah, General, yeah. Lee. General Lee with Holy. action figures. Did Mego do the Dukes of Hazard stuff? Those are fully articulated three and three quarters, too. Do they yes, have sir. eyeballs? That's the question. No, they, they, they don't. Then uh, someone else did it. They got a radio control, General Lee. Well, Dukes of Hazard were big in 82, wow. man. Yes, sir. There's uh, the G.I. Joe. Just kicking off. Oh, wow. that's even before the real command center. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like just I see a Star Wars it. logo. This is why you need to be on YouTube, Steve, so people can see this stuff. That's Best true. Best in world. Micro I had collection. one friend that I had the, air, the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Oh, one friend thing. that had yeah. it, and it was glorious. Oh, the flag. Seven and a half feet it long. Was so yes. fantastic. I have Galactus. There they are. Oh, there I have they the are. Yep. That's it. It's all Hoth stuff. You've got your Rebel Transport. You've got your Oof. Prisoner Transport. You've got your ADAT. You've got your Imperial Attack Base. You've you got your ATST. Yes, sir. The chin, the chin guns. Yes, sir. Worked like a puppet. Slave one down there. What is that listed as, Scott, on Boba Fett Starship? Oh, yeah. What's that called? Uh, let's see. Item number 14 is Slave one. Mm -hmm. uh, are those two mini rigs underneath Slave one? Underneath Slave One. How much is the Adat, by the way? Uh, how much is the Oh, I know how much the Adat is. Because my mom famously said to me when I was a kid, I ain't paying no $50 for no toy. Oh, there you go, Shaz. <laughs> Shaz is right. So somebody I spent had three months sale. earning that $50, yeah. man. I, so it, yeah, it was a sale. Yeah, someone had, someone had gotten that on sale for thirty nine ninety seven. Yeah. They actually, this, this is advertising that they have a rebate. Oh. It is forty nine ninety nine, but you can get a three fifty rebate on it. Wow! So it's Hill's price. So it's forty six forty nine at that point. Like I love those rebates, by price. The way. Oh, the rebate is the price of the um, um, wish book. That's oh, what no, that is. You know, yeah. Uh, okay. You know what's you know what's underneath the slave one actually? What is it? It's that it's that MPC Hoth diorama. That model oh. diorama. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They made like yeah. a Jabba's Palace diorama, I think. Yes, and then the Hoth diorama. Yes, oh, I see. Yeah, it. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's what that is. Uh huh. Uh huh. They got Wampa in here. He's yelling, Wampa, Wampa. Wampa, Wampa, Wampa. <laughs> I love that commercial. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that what the, kid, is that what the kids did on the commercial? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Imperial attack base. Right there. There you go. Scott is, oh, Scott yeah. is doing video work on an audio podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're looking at a wish book on an audio podcast. <laughs> oh, by the way. Hey, I learned everything I know about radio from Rick and Bubba. So, <laughs> bonus. Hey, they can paint a picture. What is that now? The Great American Wish a, Book. I don't know the best that one. Listeners ever. Some, a listener brought me a 1989 Wish Book and gave it to me. Oh, yeah. what is was that going a on? One still? Yeah. Yeah. What was oh. going on in 1989? Nothing I cared much about except for like Real late stage Atari, Teenage Mutant Scott Ninja was Turtles, down in Tallahassee. Oh, I was yeah, in TMT, Tallahassee. Yeah, at that Teenage point. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Late stage Atari in 1989. Yeah, like the 5200, and yeah. Okay. The Atari well, home Nintendo, Atari early Nintendo. Great band name, by the way. Yeah, that's what I remember now. I do remember the video game page. Okay, yeah, yeah. With all the Nintendo stuff, because Nintendo was hot in '89. Man, it Sega was Genesis. Oh, oh man, yeah, nobody cared that. about Genesis. Oh yeah, they, oh yeah. Because it was a 16-bit machine. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but they didn't have Mario. They didn't have Kid Icarus. Right. They didn't have Mega Man. They didn't have all they Metroid. Had, they, they had, had Sonic. Sonic. They didn't have Legend of Zelda. They didn't have uh, Karnov. They oh, didn't have sorry, Rygar. Fifty two hundred. They had the seventy eight. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. Anyone remember Rygar? Rygar was a cool game. Rygar. Why do I know Rygar? It was Rygar. Is that Rygar of the Hill People? Is that what is that? It does. It, it, he was like a barbarian type for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Rygar with two R's. <clears throat> had some, no, it's one yeah, R. Yeah, one at the beginning and one at the end. Oh, so, but not right next to <laughs> It had some of the best Nintendo music ever. Where's my chat? Where's the Mixer Zoo crew? I need some people backing me up here. Unlike Robin Hood, Rygar? Kevin Costner used the same voice through five seasons. No one's talking anything good about Rygar. I remember BC's Quest for Power. I remember that one. I remember the BC game, yeah. Yeah. That was done before 89, though. I'm, I'm gonna make y'all. I remember. Look, I remember that name, so I'm sure I remember what you're. I'm gonna make y'all listen to some Rygar music. If you found it. Great MIDI work there. Yes, sir. Oh, they've got the the. the... You know what's sad is I always feel like in this day and age there's a war on masculinity. Sure. And I feel is. like it's kind of a new thing. And then I look at these old catalogs and I realize it's been going on for quite some time. I, I, you, you don't even go to the 70s catalogs, buddy. L ladies and gentlemen, we, we, need to, we need to say this. David Dollar has left us. His laptop has died. Yeah, his oh, no. laptop died. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. You have to have a dedicated space for this stuff. You can't like run around your house. That's I mean, what that's happens. Just... That's what happens when you when you podcast with Steve. You know it's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas show for crying out loud. That's right. That's right. Where's Cody Murphy? Cody, send me an email if you're Cody still listening. Murphy. Let's the, get of the the famous Murphy brothers. Let's get Cody Murphy. Murphy let's get Cody Murphy on Geek Out Loud if he's still Come listening. On now. You know the other thing that they have in this is the pinball machines that they would have. Oh yeah, and I wanted those pinball machines so bad. Oh yeah, they were mm -hmm. so incredibly cheap and terrible, horrible. terrible. Boy, I got two pinball machines one Christmas, probably seventy. Did you really? Yeah, but they weren't stand-up ones. One. They were tabletop. Stubby okay, says, "Stubby says, leave my childhood Sega out of this." <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh yes, look at that. <laughs> the clock. Oh, oh wait, go back to the clocks. Let me see the clocks, clocks again. Yeah. Oh, the Star I Wars had, clock. My brother had one. I had the other. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Is that the 89 one still? No, the, I didn't I know back to you're 82. back at the 82. I was going to say that the, the one on the on the right look was not around watches. in 89. Hang on, look at the watches. Oh, yes. 
Oh, I would have killed because it's not just a watch. It's a digital watch. Those are the best kinds of watches ever. They were when we were kids. Yeah. Especially the ones you could play games on. Oh, man. I never had one of those, and I was envious of people who did. Yes. And remember the, and, I, and we all remember the infamous calculator watch. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I had a buddy uh, my freshman year in high school who had a calculator watch with a temperature gauge on it. What? Come yes. on, man. And tell the temperature. So we would always steal it from him during math class or algebra class, and we would put it on top of the air conditioner, see how cold we could get it. That's that sounds like fun. Yeah, that's that's. that's I mean, that was that was those days. That's how we did it. And by the yeah, way, yeah. gosh, I wish I'd have been quicker on the draw. I would have hit your theme song so quick at the end of that story, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact: the uh, calculator watch had more computing power than the whole rocket that went to the moon. Is that a true story? Yeah. That's a true story. Wow! And that that computer. <clears throat> That sent that rocket to the moon. Yeah, was as big as the rocket, the whole wow. uh, perimeter of the now, rocket. Now look, I'm going to say this: it was around this time in my life I got that uh, Charlie McCarthy. Is it was his name Charlie McCarthy? Charlie McCarthy. Charlie McCarthy's the one on the left. I got yeah. that ventriloquist dummy and and I, and tried my hand at ventriloquism for about three minutes. Yeah, you didn't th get you didn't get Lester. No, I named I named Charlie George though. <laughs> The bozo on the end is pure nightmare. The people. bozo is the stuff yeah. nightmares are made of. That's yes, terrible. sir. You're exactly I had a howdy right. duty. My brother got Charlie McCarthy. I My really wish howdy duty. I had Simon Says. The... I remember Simon Says. Didn't uh, did, yeah. couldn't you move his head back and forth? Simon Says had the trigger. Yeah, yeah, and a stick yeah. for his head, which oh, that's wow. why I wanted him. I didn't want the pull string. He was wanted... much cooler. Yeah, I yeah. just yeah. had the pull string. Yeah, I didn't know there was one you could move the head around and do that. Yeah, That'd Simon awesome. Says was the big deal. Yeah, he had a little trigger, and I begged for Simon Says. Man, I was. When I I did get him, now, did you, you know, learn? Apparently, got everything. Did but, you learn uh, to do? Yeah, I didn't get like, everything. Did you learn to do ventriloquism, Scott? I tried real hard. In fact, in fact, speaking of video podcast, I have several audio cassettes still of me at nine years old trying to do ventriloquism. That. Audio cassettes. That's great. Yes. You can't well, see my lips moving at all. It, it worked right <laughs> Scott Rifen, at nine years old, rocking the ventriloquism skills on Straight Talk, on WGID, G, and some station out of Savannah. TKS. TKS. I knew it was something. I knew there was a T and a K and an S in there. That wasn't steak. <laughs> well, that was, I couldn't remember if it was TSK for some reason. TKS. Talks. Think about it that way. Talk, uh, kick, um, and scream. <laughs> Talk of Savannah. How's what are that? you checking out over there, Michael Nip? He's frozen. Uh, he froze too. Oh it's, my video! My video is frozen. Alabama. Okay, it's just frozen up there now. Is my audio not? Is my audio frozen you, too? No, what? we can it hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we can no, hear my you. My video crapped out on me. Oh, great. Well, good deal. Good yeah. deal. <laughs> so glad we've got a weird picture of you just stretching over. Look, I reached out to Cody Murphy, and no he answer. Scott. I don't know what those are. Those are just kitchen jars with mushrooms on them. I, I, we all had them around here, dude. That's not toys. No, but we had all the, we all had those around here. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. What I was it? I was looking at something else. Smurf kitchen houses jars. in your kitchen. Oh yeah, the mushroom things. Yeah. Mushrooms. Yeah. See. See? <laughs> it just. Oh yeah, the mushroom. Thing. We had some weird like mushrooms hanging on the wall when I was a kid in in Athens, Georgia. I don't. I mean, we had the wood paneling wall and everything in one part of the house, and 
for the some ship reason. Lap? No, it was like no, the old... no wood paneling is not shiplap. No. <laughs> I got a lot of paneling in the new house. Nice. That makes you feel like it's, it's that... all been painted. It makes you feel like that there again. Hey, just looking over some more of these uh, weird Christmas gifts, and this makes me think of uh, Michael Nip's Nativity House, a charcuterie gingerbread house. <laughs> it's made of like meat and stuff. I mean, where's the blessed cheesemaker? Is he? But this charcuterie. Okay, let's see. This charcuterie version of a gingerbread house manages to do the impossible. I'm going to click on the link to this. Breadstick, breadstick trim, crisp bread dormer, cheese snowman, so, salami shingles. It's easy for me oh. to say. I had that one time. Parma, the, the salami shingles? <laughs> it comes with beef salami, uncured Good pork shot. salami, spreadable cheeses, smoked Swiss cheese. Wow. Dehydrated Fancy. oranges. <laughs> okay, get rid of the fruits. And dried roast. Well, all right. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we got. I here. knew you would go there, Scott. Oh, nice. I, you don't know how obsessed I was. With what was that? I missed that again. The electronic the electric football. football. Oh, yeah. yeah. Electric, rather. All that did just, was just vibrate and send the things up. I, know, I mean, but, uh, don't. You, see, Steve, <laughs> there, are two, there are two worlds here. There is the world inside the catalog. Yes. And then there's the world when you get the thing in the catalog. Yes. Those are two different worlds. How disappointed were you when you plugged that thing in and, and turned it on well, and started playing? First 50 minutes, I was okay. But after I realized you just kind of line them all up and watch them buzz each other until <laughs> that's, that was when it ended pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly you could turn little, little the base, uh, base on yeah. it and it would make it go a certain way. Yeah. Mm. But, but here's the thing. And I will tell you, Straight up, I still to this day get a newsletter because I signed up for it probably 25 years ago because I was just curious to see what the state of electric football was because I was so obsessed with it as a little kid. And uh, I still get an electric football newsletter and they have like like adults have championships. Still have the tournaments, electric wow. football tournaments. Hmm. Yak cheese. Yak cheese <laughs> is on this list. <laughs> Where does that go in this this gingerbread house? And uh, where is the gingerbread? There's no gingerbread. There's no, it's a meat. This is not with that. This is a whole different thing. This is just. Oh, you moved on. This is just give someone yak cheese. <laughs> oh, these are gifts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, gifts. I've heard that uh, that cheese is a bit gamey, though. Ugh. Maybe, maybe. Jeff, uh, no, Jeff is a, a peanut butter, I even if it's got a different brand label on it, evidently. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm still just looking for more stuff. I guess Cody Murphy. I guess Cody Murphy had to go to bed. So let's see who else we can reach out to got? to bring into the party. I was going to give Cody Murphy that um, Christmas present of being on, and now he's going to listen back and he's going to kick himself. That's right. He's going to kick himself for leaving the live chat. Where's oh, Tim? I wanted that. I wanted the snow cone maker badly. The Snoopy snow cone oh, maker? No, it's, it's the other one. The Just the yeah. snowman snow cone maker? Oh, yeah. yeah, snowman yeah. snow cone. That, yeah. let me tell you something. There's the world of the the the, the wish book, the catalog, and the world when you get the thing. Yeah. Completely yeah. different like worlds. Never... <laughs> Dixie cups could not be filled up with the snow from the snow cone. <laughs> it was sad, man. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. Kids down the street had that, and we thought it was the greatest thing ever, though. Oh. It was fun to do. 
for yeah, five or six yeah, minutes. Yeah, for five or six minutes, yeah. Playing. Yeah. It was all right for a little bit, but they were all they were all the greatest game until then. Yeah. These um, are the best toys ever until suddenly there's no point in them. But you know what, though? There are a lot of toys that, that didn't disappoint when you got them, like the Star yeah, Wars Star stuff. Yeah, Star Wars. Like Star the Star Wars, Wars yeah. stuff. Like the uh, the G.I. Joe stuff was great, yeah. man. The, a real American hero. Um, Transformers early on were really great, but later on they got kind of weird and not as fun. Um, now you can buy a, a Optimus Prime that transforms himself and then walks around. What? Yeah, it's yeah, like eight hundred bucks though. Yeah, I I loved, look, I love the mask toys. I was way into those. I got into mask late, but they were too short. Mask yeah, was Rocky a, Dennis. Mask like was an that. awesome. Yeah, mask was an awesome opportunity. Not Rocky Dennis. Mask oh. was an awesome opportunity for Kenner to kind of keep itself alive, and I, I just right. it felt it felt a little short. Maybe it was because of the size of the figures, but yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, they were. But three and three no quarter. I don't think they could have done three. Oh, there it is, Motu, Masters of the Universe. Oh, nice. Mm. I had the big dinosaur transport thing of that, or it was just like the it dinosaur was the bones. bones. Yeah, just the bones. Yeah, yeah. I forget yeah. what that was called, but like the whole commercial was awesome. Yeah. Um, He Man, Bone. Was that the first year of He-Man in the catalog? 82. I think so, because it's yeah, early. It yeah, I'm if it's 82. That yeah. And that's it. Lot racing. Uh, let's see. Action the only figure. Masters of the Universe toy I have left is the Skeletor that you could hit his chest, and it would go to a damage. The battle damage. That's yeah, called the battle damage. Now, the thing you're talking about, um, yeah. Michael, is called Battle Bones. Battle bones. Yes. Battle bones. Yes. And it had awesome. a and it had an awesome commercial, as I recall, because they yes. tried to make it cool, but it's not. It's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was like their version of a troop transport, basically. Yeah. But the troop transport was cool because at least it had guns and stuff on it. Oh and- yeah. Well, this was this this thing could come to life. I mean, I don't I don't remember if it ever portrayed it on screen, but I think it was alive on screen. In the cartoon. New from the Masters of the Universe collection. To the Battle Bones! The collector case that carries more than warriors, more than weapons. Your parents put it together. To battle! Battle Bones can also help you carry on the struggle. The struggle for... All the power in the The battle bones and they're just walking the battle bones toward each other with the figures yes. locked in, yes. and it's like I like the part of that commercial where it says your parents put it together. Like your there's parents no confidence put it. that a kid could do it. Your parents. There's put no it confidence that a kid could do it. <laughs> I don't know that battle bones was ever in the show. Oh, the I, I, I I don't know. I can't remember if it was. I can't believe they allowed the satanic things in the Sears catalog back. Eighty two's when I got into D and D too. They were selling oh, them. Uh, yeah. And they're selling the dungeon board game. I remember that. Dungeon board game. I'm very much looking forward to Kyle Newman's documentary about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Always bring it back. Now these are the handheld electronic games from back then. Yeah. Tiger was a a Tiger brand or whatever. Mattel did some. Tiger did some later. I had a handheld or Tron game. What? Yeah. That I would sit and play for hours. It had three levels. The first level, did one you too, are doing, um, you're going back and forth with the disc. The second level is driving the, the light cycles. And then the third level is, is taking out the MC, MCP. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is awesome. I've never heard of this. 
Well, it's uh, a handheld electronic game. Now, when I say handheld, it's a little bit bigger than the little thing Scott was just showing us, but it's not a full on electronic thing. Um, let me see if I can find a, a picture of it here. There's a picture just, of it right here. I just had a baseball pages, one. Pages, That's the only, I can't a, talk about picture pages. The baseball. Because, holy cow. Mattel did one. Coleco did one. I had, I had did a tiger one, one, I think. This and is. Then of course, there was the game and watch, but only the rich kids had that. Oh but my this, gosh! This was someone's asking one hundred and forty-five dollars for it on eBay. Whoa! Now where's Merlin? Where did he go? He's with Janie playing tic tac toe. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we couldn't get a Merlin because because the everybody would fight over him evidently by the commercials. Oh, we had a Merlin. I, I had am, a Merlin. I am putting a link in the chat, and I'll put it over. Try to put it over in the mixer and see if Mixer will let me put a link there. And they had a, they had a mode of uh, of Merlin where you could play it, just make like create songs, and play music. But I could only figure out two things that I could do musically with it. One was Mary had a little lamb, mm -hmm. and the other was the five tones from Close Encounters. Mm. Uh oh. So I would go outside and play those tones over and over again. You and... must use the force. <laughs> Long time also, ago. the five tones that allowed James Bond to infiltrate Drax's laboratory. In Moonraker, in that's Moonraker. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so right. Is that the Game & Watch up there in the, the corner there? The Nintendo mm -hmm. Game & Watch? No. I don't know. Now, I just put a link in the chat to the Tron handheld game, Chaz. Do you see it? Um, I see the link. I'm waiting for Safari. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is it this? Is it this? Hold on. Oh. Let me let me close the chat down here. Is it Tommy? That's it, buddy. Right there. You're right, Scott. Oh. Yeah. Cool. There it is. How about that? That's what I had. Like mm. a tabletop. I scratched. I, I scratched. It's not even a table. Like, I could hold it in my hand as a little kid, you know, but it's not even a tabletop game. But I scratched the mess out of that thing across the top. So I don't know why, but it, I just remember it being really scratched up and beat up. But it was fun. I would play it for hours because it would get faster and faster and faster, you know, with the different levels and everything. It was just those three levels that would keep going over, over and over again. Well, that's consistent with the video game. Yeah. yeah. It was LCD, so that was fun. How much do you think that was? Oh, it was probably in those days, what, 10 bucks, 15 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet it was bigger than that. Hold your horse, Captain. Okay. Uh -oh. Tomitronic Tron combines three of the most unique arcade games from the movie. Most Light unique. Cycle, Ring Game, MCP Game. One player requires four C batteries, not included. Sure did. Whoa. Forty nine ninety nine. Wow. Same as the ad I was Your parents paid fifty dollars for a toy. Well, let me tell you something. I got way more than fifty dollars use out of it. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> I would have gotten fifty dollars use out of an ad too. But. I would have yeah. too, but I know I never got an ad at though. So now yeah. looking back, would I've rather had that or the ad at? Ooh, that's tough. Mm, you see, have you the ad at. You have it. You have it now, yeah. Yes, I do this have an ad at now. Best. So, this looks fantastic. Yeah, it's a cool. It was a cool thing. I, I got a lot of hours of enjoyment out of it. Um, where did Tintin go? Tintin, you need to get Tintin. where you can get on uh, Skype with us, man. Tintin, let's bring you in and talk some comic book junk. Um, uh, because I haven't really, you know what? I haven't really talked about Galactus, y'all. And where is Galactus? He's not in the room. He is right next to me. 
um, on the desk, standing, towering over everybody. It is. It's an awesome. Yeah, I saw a picture of him. Yeah, he's, it's an uh, it's a it's an awesome specimen of, of plastic for sure. I guess that was the, your picture of that freaky villain from Spider-Man that freaked me out in '67. Spider-Man Mysterio, Mysterio. The, the greatest Spider-Man, oh. the greatest Spider-Man oh, villain of all time. His eyes being on his neck. Yeah, right here. The greatest Spider-Man villain of all time. You're talking about. He scared me to death. Scott hates him. Scott thinks he's stupid. <laughs> Scott thinks it's a stupid concept, and Scott hates Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. I, wow. I love Stan Lee. I like Steve Ditko. Uh, I like Mysterio once, but once the game is up, it's over. I absolutely disagree. I, he had missed. <laughs> I know you do. He had a fog that would dull Spidey's senses and would dissolve his webbing. And 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 if you don't <laughs> yeah. know, if you're not expecting a Mysterio to come along with his hallucin hallucinogenic tricks and special effects work, you don't know until it's too late. I know, but the problem is what they do is they create this story where they, they just completely upend everything. And then you go, well, how are they going to resolve this? And they go, oh, it's just Mysterio. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. When did that happen? Well, like every time Mysterio shows up. No, that's not true. <laughs> That's not true. That every villain, though. I mean, isn't that they resolve it that way with every villain? No, you have to find a way to beat them, though. That's the thing with Mysterio. They they like change Peter Parker's life in all these weird ways, and you think, well, how are they going to get out of this cleverly? When did that happen? Repeat, like every time Mysterio showed up. No, all he's ever doing is robbing banks and and trying to pull off like train heists and stuff. Did you did you ever read the Kevin Smith? Daredevil arc? No, because I don't care for him. Kevin Same Smith thing. wrote Daredevil? Oh, yeah. All I remember is he wrote a an, an issue of Daredevil, and then three years later, the sequel, had, or the second part, had still not come out. out. <laughs> it's not, not exactly true, but... Is this, when Mysterio, is this when Mysterio died? Yeah, Mysterio killed himself, yeah. Right, but they undid it because it was Mysterio. Well, yes, of course. That's my point. But here's the thing: that's Kevin Smith trying to be sharp, and and no, I. But it's just that, that's it's always that way. <laughs> All right, I'm about to pull out my Marvel Unlimited app and roll through some Mysterio stories with you, Scott. Oh, don't do I? You're you've been trying to get me to leave for thirty minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott, and I've been trying to. I've been trying to let you know. I've been trying to display my concern for you because I know that you've got to get why up did, super early in the morning. Why didn't you just start telling me a hat story or something? Well, because you're the, you're the one that can tell all the good hat stories, not That's me. That's true. Well, I have all the good hat stories. Speaking of good hats, how about that Mysterio helmet? <laughs> you know, when they had to make him a villain in Quest Probe, that's when I knew Mysterio's nothing. Shut up, man. I like him. I've always liked his look. I've always been intrigued by him. Mm -hmm. I think he's a I think he's a cool villain with a great look. He's got a fine look. Whatever. Fishbowl in his head. That's great. So, yeah, yeah. And it's and it makes for good spidey jokes and everything. Mm-hmm. Gassy fishbowl. Got it. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, you You're know. Such a hater, Scott. <laughs> such a hater. Um oh Amazing Spider Man three eleven, one of the coolest covers of all time. Todd McFarlane drawing Mysterio's helmet and Spider-Man's and, you know, kind of reflected in it. It's during the Inferno storyline and, and Mysterio was really good in it. Stone lions were coming to life 
And the thing about that was, like is you stone did, lions were coming to life. Yeah, like at the beginning. Were they like, really? Yeah, because it was Inferno. No, they weren't. No, it no, was because it was Inferno. Right. Okay. And that was one of the things that made that story interesting is because, like, is it Inferno or is it Mysterio? It's the game show we like to play. Inferno or Mysterio? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready to play our game tonight? Um, Inferno was also when Hobgoblin got really um, messed up. Mm. So he became like an actual Hobgoblin. Goblin, yeah. Yeah. So, um, listen, I'm just saying I always like Mysterio. But anyhow... Mm. Um, why were we talking about that? Oh, because Shaz mentioned me taking a picture and sending him the picture of the, yeah, the villain that Galacticus. scared him. No, I didn't. Galactus. Galactus. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Lucas kept doing that to me, calling him Galacticus. I'm like, it's Galactus. And Haley's like, I'm going to call him Galacti. I'm like, no. <laughs> he eats planets. You can't just call him some cute little nickname. <laughs> No fair, but Tintin got him too. I look forward to when they finally introducing him in in the films. Who who precedes Galacticus? Silver Surficus. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I thought, it, <laughs> thought it was the Tin Sail Man. The Tin Sail Man. Yeah. That no. That's the um, that's the Revco version of him that you find <laughs> on the. <laughs> Eagle Force. Yeah, that's the Dollar General. That's the good. That's the good. Uh, the the members, the members mark version. Members mark the silver. <laughs> what'd you call him? Silver salmon, silver salmon, or tinsel? tin salmon? Tin salmon, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the great value version. The great value version, yes. Of I love it. Of the, it's the Taka Kanaka of Silver Surfers. Taka Kanaka, isn't that the building that um that John McClane was in and Die Hard? <laughs> No, Taka Kanaka yes. is this. Was this not Transformer? Not, the only Transformers I ever got were Taka Kanaka and Kokai Moon. <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't get GoBots? Hello, Taka no. Kanaka. At the no, very least. I got Taka Kanaka and Kokai Moon. <laughs> you can Google them. I had fact, no GoBots, but I did have the GoBot like command center thing. Taka Kanaka was and Kokai Moon were these uh, transforming guys that you could get at the convenience store at Revco, yeah, uh, or, or the Jiffy store, made in yeah. Singapore at like, you know, for like two dollars or whatever. Wow, those are the only transformers I ever got. I wonder how you spell that, Taka Kanaka. T A K A K A N A K A. Character Tanaka Tatanka. The mighty Taka Kanaka. There he is. <laughs> was he a, was he a blue robot? Yeah, with white wings. Yeah, there he is. Yes. Taka Kanaka Collection DX on a green card back. And Kokai Moon was the other one. Kokai wow. Moon. Kokai Moon. X robot. A I M U N. Wasn't that Princess Leia in the holiday special? It's coked up, Moon. (laughs) The mighty Taka Kanaka, a.k.a. Zabungle. I don't know Zabungle. Well, that was his probably the Japanese name. Oh, okay. I thought Taka Kanaka was pretty (laughs) Japanese. It had to be more Japanese than Taka Kanaka. (laughs) Um, I mean, like, I'm looking at this. A dude opens one on you. There's a YouTube channel. The dude opening one up. Wow. Wasn't Taka Panaka in... uh, 
in in the Phantom Menace? Kanaka. Panaka, Captain Panaka. Yeah, Captain. Oh. First time I saw that, I thought he said Banaka. Tatonka was G.I. Yeah. Joe, right? He's got bad breath. Tatonka. What is Tatonka? Tatonka for? is the Native American wrestler from the WWF. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you knew that. You knew <laughs> that. Did you find Kokai Moon? Uh, how do you spell it? K O K A I M U N. I got a picture of the two of them together. M U N. I think. M U N. He's on a yellow card back. Yep. He's red. Him. I still have, I know I still have Kokai. Man, they make him look awesome with the picture on the, on yeah, the card. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, he looks like he is an amazing ship. Probably, probably 79 cents. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm seeing, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a picture. I'm seeing a picture of both of them together. Yeah, the Taka, the mighty Taka Kanaka and the mighty Kokai Moon. Yep. Wow. Those are the only two Transformers I ever got. And they're knockoffs. Yeah, they were budget Transformers. <laughs> Roth in Wyoming tells us that Tanaka is Buffalo in Lakota. Tatanka. Tatanka. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew Nip would get it with his Costner reference. Mm. Tatanka. Well, he was talking oh, about yeah, a wrestler. Dances with wolves, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Nip was Nip was caught Nip was caught with his wrestling fandom showing just then. I was, yeah, it's yeah. a wrestling thing, yeah. And behind, and speaking of Transformers, behind Chaz, he's had going all night long. I know. And there's <laughs> and there's Predaking. I've been, I've been casually watching it the whole thing. Chaz, this is the it's already started and stopped one time. Yeah, twice. Chaz, Chaz does twice that to happened. me all the time. I, I, well, I, I just have a DVD player here. I don't have the Blu-ray, so I would have had the Incredible Hulk rolling. Mm. With, so did uh, you guys? Did you guys ever? Did you guys ever get that Flint Dilly book like I told you to? I did, Scott. Uh, I have audibly heard the whole thing. Okay, okay. Flint so you have. Dilly? Okay, good. I think that is such a great book. I have. Is, is that fantastic. a pen name? I have no, not. His name is Flint Dilly. Yeah. Yes. Oh. He's a writer. He's like in the great, you know. Um, lineage of, of flint dillies who write yeah okay. and he, and he like the inventor rogers, of buck rogers so. yeah <laughs> oh okay okay, okay. Flint he wrote transformers gi joe no he didn't write in gi joe yeah. did he yeah he did yes he, he did. is the reason flint is in gi joe though yes flint oh, okay. is named that after him sense. yes yeah. yeah i'm over no, here doing some I love uh that book doing it's a some great book game, game master i think is the name of it yep yeah very worth it. Used to, he was an early TSR guy. I mean, he. I mean, he is so like he's so foundational to like everything we know and love except yes. Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. I was even then, say, he worked on. He worked on Ewoks. Yeah. Oh, the card. Oh, okay. Ewoks. Did he do any droids? I don't think so. I don't think he did either. I could be now wrong. Now I've got to check. i got to go back to Disney+. Yeah. Plus that would be weird for him just to do the Ewoks when the droids were basically out at the same time. I mean. Well, it was the Ewoks Droids Adventure Hour for a yeah. year. Yeah, that'd be yeah. really strange. Well, the first year it was. Paul Dini did uh, a yeah, lot of Ewoks. Dini. Paul Dini's featured prominently in that book. I yeah. love Paul Dini's stuff, too. Yeah. Well, Paul Dini became like, I mean, it's when the advent of the anim the Batman animated series and all the DC animated stuff, like he became synonymous with quality animation, and everything. He and the thing was, is you realize after that, like he already was. He'd done so much through the eighties. I was gonna say, you're saying Ewoks is not quality animation. Yeah. No, Billy's the one who got Orson Welles and Transformers the movie. They did terrible things to one another. With a fork. He said. Uh, 
That's what he told. He told someone in a um, in a in an interview. He's like, my latest movie is a, about some toys that do oh, yeah. terrible things to one another. <laughs> terrible things. Terrible things. We know of a we know of a farm in Massachusetts <laughs> in July. In <laughs> all right, let me see here. If you. <laughs> All right, so I think Justin Grant's about to join us, all the way out from Oklahoma. Well, let's let me let me tag out for Justin. All then. right, all right. Well, Scott, I do need to go to bed. Thank you so much for hanging with us, man. I, I appreciate you, and we and and you do likewise. a great job, and and you are one of my heroes in broadcasting, even if I don't well, show likewise. it all the time. So you're one of my heroes in podcasting. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate I have that. Great love for all of you men there. And I'm not afraid to say it. Well, oh yeah, um, I love all of you guys, and uh, you will all be getting holiday droids. That's, that's no joke. And that's Merry the Christmas. And that's God. the hold on. <laughs> and that's the Scott Riven promise. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the player didn't work. What in the world? <laughs> this has been Scott Riven. Scott, thank you, man. Absolutely. Be good, guys. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. All right. I think I just tried to add Justin. Are you here, Justin? Yep, there he is. I'm here. How's it going, guys? All right, man. How are you, buddy? Up, Justin? I'm good. How, do, how does my mic sound? It sounds all right. I could use a little more volume on your end, but you just do you, buddy. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll bell in and bell out whenever. I, hopefully, I didn't kick anybody off. No, you didn't. We listen. I'm rolling on some on some high speed internet over here, and I'm I was going to push it to its max. We're not. If anyone's having Skype problems, it's on their end, not my end, sir. It's definitely on my end. Yeah. So, everybody points at everybody end. else. Okay. That's a, well, oh. I hear Angie. Hey, turn yeah. your radio down. Yeah. Turn. Yeah, this is Hey, can you tell my wife to turn down, please? I can't. I'm not allowed to do that. Angie, Angie turn your radio down. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, um, have you got to mess around with your Galactus at all? No, no, I've been given a little bit, little bit of time off. Oh. Uh, but, but, but I do have your Galactus toys ready to go. So well, I'm not worried about that. I just. I, I know you're not. It is it is an awesome toy, man, to be messing around with and stuff. I I haven't gotten to mess around with him near enough, but I've in, I've enjoyed just him being here and just standing, looking menacing and ominous. You know, when we were kids, we played with toys, but now that we're men, we mess around. That's right. That's right. More manly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I plan on I plan on playing with my Galactus. Uh, <laughs> hey, Seth, because I do got you on Skype. If, I appreciate seeing Grimlock there in the background doing yeah. his thing. Oh, man, that, that ministers to my soul. So thank you. <laughs> if it wasn't for Steve, I would not have these. Steve oh. got well, me into Transformers. Well, hey, guys, on behalf of the entire zoo crew, guys, you're, you're kind of knocking it out of the park tonight. I swear, if there was like a tip button or a, or, or a, or a, a money sign button 
people would be hitting it all night tonight because you guys are just amazing tonight. It's 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 phenomenal. Well, I'm glad there's not because I don't want to split that money with Scott Rifen. So uh. <laughs> no, I think that money should go straight to, to cure. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. it should. Thanks, it's, guys. It, well, it, it's that time, so I'm hopefully hopefully this year we're back in back in the mix. So well, I don't I don't know because it just we only have really one show anymore that we do, and this is it. So <laughs> it's a marathon. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, it would be a marathon at that oh, it's point. It's a Christmas marathon. It is a it's our Christmas marathon, but it's just for Much the mirth has been had. Yeah, it's and that's what it is. We're just we're we're supporting mirth. So G-Man says split it with me instead. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's just graduated college. He needs money. I, I'm Garrison Rifen. Come on, bring it up a tad. That's what he. That's how he does it. I'm Garrison Rifen. It's different every few months. Okay, every... I have another thing on behalf of the uh, Mixler uh, Zoo crew here. All right. Hey, Steve. Yes. Are you going to do the whole Garrison family with your voices? The whole Ga- oh, the, the, the whole the whole Rifen family. Do chatting. Um. No, I don't. Uh, we don't. We don't mess with wives around here. Do ladies. <laughs> And sweetie, we don't. Yeah, we don't mess with wives around here. We let them be. We let them do their thing. So I piped it twice in the chat, once tonight and once I don't know when in, in yonder years. But anymore, when someone says Scott Rifen, I I know Scott's voice. Yeah. But yeah. when they say Scott Rifen, I don't hear Scott Rifen. I hear Steve <laughs> doing Scott's voice. This is what Glosson has done to me. Phenomenal. And this is what Glosson has done to me. Everyone hears his voice doing my voice, and he's, it's not even a good impression. I don't know why people think of this. I, I that just, I, it's the best impression. It's absolutely it's, – it's, it's mind-boggling. Why would people do this? Yeah, I love it's Scott. Like a, it's like an adjusted version of your Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friends <laughs> – I'm dead now. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> Ouch. Um, there, there's some truth to that. So it's so, okay. it's, it's, that's what makes it funny. <laughs> while, while liberals may dance on my grave, my correctness and my rightness in everything that I ever said lives on beyond me. Oh. Talent on loan from God. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Stuff. Shaz Bizarre. Sorry, Shaz. <laughs> Happy birthday, Shaz. Why, thank you, Steve. <laughs> oh, is today your birthday? Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Now yes. I'm 50 in a day. Okay. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, hey, it, it was funny, though. Y'all, right before I jumped on, y'all were talking about Tanaka. Yes. Right? Captain Tanaka. Captain Tanaka. Well, actually, my my screen name or the name you guys know me by uh, from Tintun. Tintun. Tanaka. That oh. was that was. So when y'all started talking about that, I was like, I don't know if I should get on. You know, they're having such a good time. They're they're kind of knocking out of the park tonight. It, it's it's a grand slam fest over there. And then we were calling your name. That's right. Tanaka. I'm like, that's it. That's game on. So like, wait a minute. What does Tintun have to do with Tanaka? And Tanaka. It was just a just a variation of it, but oh. you know, online presence was started off as Tanaka Khan, which kind of y'all y'all referenced, uh, which which Tanaka Khan. So Tanaka Khan is that weird like late eighties version of the bad guys of the Transformers. You had like Shaka Khan. Yeah, Shaka Khan. Tanaka Khan. 
Chanaka Khan. Ah, the Sharkicon. <laughs> yeah, the shark. Oh, yeah, the Sharkicons. Yeah, the Sharkicons. <laughs> That's from Transformers the movie, right? That's right. Yes. Ba yes. weep, wanna weep, ninibon. Ninibon. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. Sure thing. So, um, well, state before I bell out, was there any other comic? Uh, oriented specifically marvel i just i just need you to give me some love for mysterio i need you to help me out with the mysterio love around here (laughs) okay so you know you you scott says mysterio was only good one time okay (laughs) he's not gonna argue is that in the comics yes no is that after y'all got you were talking about the daredevil conversation oh yeah i started having my technical difficulties on here in oklahoma so uh uh, when, when was Scott's uh, opinion of Mysterio being good? His whole life is that is that Mysterio <laughs> only works one time. One note. One note. He's a one note villain, and I disagree. I think that Mysterio has a lot of potential as a villain. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and Scott's like, he all he ever does is mess up Peter Parker's life, and they just say, "Well, it's Mysterio, so it's fine." Okay. Well, I've only cosplayed. You know, Shaz got his experiences cosplaying uh, uh, well well documented with the Gullivers. But I've only co- uh, cosplayed as one villain in my life, and I am not a Spider-Man fan. Steve, you have me on record as saying I'm not a Spider-Man fan. I, I'm, I am now, but I wasn't most of my life. Mysterio is amazing. That is the one villain I cosplayed. He's a uh, great-looking villain. He is an absolute psychopath with the yeah, technology. He's terrifying. The technology to create instances and situations that cause complete confusion uh, amongst everybody. And he's so much fun because of his toolkit, basically. You know, we all talk about storytelling devices uh, in the fiction and science fiction that we love. Mysterio is just a plethora of storytelling devices. So, yeah, Mysterio is an amazing, amazing character. Uh, also, I have his first appearance. So any, 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 nice. anything I can do to make make that go up in value, I'm definitely on board. You- so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's help Tintin out. Let's really talk good about Mysterio. Everything we do. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I recently received from one to 112 props. I didn't receive it from them as a gift. I had to pay them for it. A wired cape for my um one of my Marvel Legends Mysterios, and so mm-hmm. you have to do a little doctoring to it and everything. But man, it it really is a sharp looking cape, and they've done some tricks with some magnets for the little eyes, for the clasps for the cape and everything, and it it looks great. I got to get some Instagram stuff up there, but um just a lot going on that I want to mess around. I got several Marvel Legends things I'm wanting to mess around with and do, and just hadn't had the time to get in here and really just do it up, but. So, right. yeah, but, um, well, well, Hey guys, I'm going to bail out, let you guys get back to your thing. Um, but I'll leave you two talking points. Um, one about capes, like cer- certain characters can do capes so well. Mister is one of them. Darth is another, you know, there's, I mean, I mean, there's so many dudes with capes, whether it's the, the half cape, the full cape, like it, 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 it really does make a character. So I get the, the people that uh, really focus on their action figures, not toys. I'm looking at my wife, not toys that they can really decorate and make their capes worthwhile. Hey, the other thing, uh, Steve, if you, if you get a chance, uh, the goofy movie, Oh, uh, <laughs> uh let's, uh, I, I don't know if you've got anything in your wheelhouse, you guys about that, but, uh, uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to bell out now and let you guys get back to it. But, uh, Hey guys, thank you so much. We, hey, we, oh, uh, us folk over here at the Zucker, and I'm speaking without 
conferring with them, but I, I can see the chat and I can see how much fun everybody has. We really appreciate it, guys. You, you guys are nailing and knocking out the park. Wait a minute. Before you go, though, if you, you can't, you can't just bring up Goofy Movie and not let's get a little bit in this in there. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. This is Goofy Movie was awesome. Still is. It's one of my favorites of all time. Justin Grant bringing Goofy Movie to the Geek Out Loud universe. Man, I tell you what, they open. That's the opening. Uh, well, not the, quite the opening number, but it's where Max is doing that, the, doing the whole routine in the at the school, mm-hmm. and when it breaks down, it breaks down, man. Stand out above a crowd, even if I gotta shout out loud. So, yeah, I'm all about it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. The movie has so many highs and, and so many things to just hit home. I like it, it's kind of in the zeitgeist right now. So, I, I, I it was just kind of in my mind. So, I thought I'd give you a little time. I think it's, I think they're trying, is it kind of an anniversary year coming up or something? That I believe, I believe so. I mean, I don't know. Hey guys, when you get to our age, everything's an anniversary year. That's Look, true. I mean, it's, it's it's we measure guys. We measure things in decades now. Think about it. It's, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. We measure it in decades. Oh, Shaz's eyebrows just went up. Happy birthday, Shaz! <laughs> Thank you. Shaz is like I'm measured in decades now. I'm measured in decades. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh I man! Be, Thirty years ago, I thought I'd be gone in twenty years ago. <laughs> well, Justin, you got to you got to get back out to Georgia at some point, man. Yes, I, 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 I agree. The, the 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 motions are are working, so we're we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, I believe so. Nice. What and hey, I'm not giving up on this Gulliver's meetup. I mean, for Pete's sake, come on now. Uh, it's it's got to happen. I know. It needs it, to happen. Every time I remotely bring it up, Haley jumps on me. She's like, we should do it. We should do it. Well, here's the thing, Steve. You like, and I, when I say you like, I mean, like, I'm not trying to do Scott's voice. I mean, and I'm not trying to do your, actually, I think I was trying to do your voice. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is the meetup doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to be the, just the ultimate event for the Gullivers. Well, I got to, I got to, I got to tell you something. Just, if I put it, ahead. if I put it together, it won't be any of those things. It'll just be like, hey, everybody. Well, well, let me Excellent say two things. Mediocrity. That's right. As Steve used to say, we'll edit to impost, and then he would say, no, we won't. <laughs> 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 The Goldverse meetup will be great if it just happens. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to have the perfect location. It doesn't have to be perfect season. Not Because life isn't that way. The Goldverse meetup, which I do think should happen, it's it's just one of those things. It's just, it'll be fine. Uh, where where should it happen, though? That's the question. Like, where do we do it? Uh, over there. Over there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, over around there. there. All right. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it over there. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, Wherever. Around there. Just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't need... It parts have unknown. To be great. Just parts just, un. Yes, let's do it in parts unknown. Parts we can. Unknown. Make... <laughs> once again, once again, Michael Nip letting his wrestling fan show. I know. I can't. I can't help it. I hey, help it. Uh, here's the thing, um, Justin. We'll have to see how if you still feel the same when Oklahoma is in the SEC, and um, and, and you Who's know, that 2024. 
going through all that. Next year. Oh, it's 2023. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're going through all that. We'll see. Well, it, 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 it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Uh, I, I've, uh, well, uh, after this year. Uh, yeah, you guys kind of, you okay. guys, you guys kind of caught it this year, huh? Hey, well, let's, let's put it this way. Back in the 19, uh, late, late eighties, uh, we went through what we call the Schnellenberger years and whatnot. Where literally I could buy a twenty dollar ticket and go sit anywhere in the stadium. Mm, wow! I could buy a twenty dollar ticket and sit on a fifty yard line, and I did. And I, nobody ever would say, "Hey, that's my seat," because they would literally just sit in the seat next to me if mm. it was their seat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're like, "Oh, whatever, this guy." So I, I've seen bad years before, and and uh, it's going to be fine. We're, we're it's good. We're fine. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> yes. We're all fine years. now. How how are you? Everything's good. <laughs> Who is this? What's your operating number? Exactly. <laughs> EKS 98.5 or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's TK421. TKS oh 97.7. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, Scott Riffin on TKS 4217. <laughs> <laughs> TK421. WWTK421. <laughs> oh, what? Something's Sorry. happening. That's, oh, that's a new sound effect for TKS. <laughs> Realtor Angie, it's good to hear from you as well. Hi. Yeah, there she is. Off the screen, but. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I have no makeup on. <laughs> well, guys, I have no makeup on, so I can't be heard. No, I, I can't be seen. <laughs> well, hey, guys, again, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, buddy. Again, it, it's been great. Thanks for having me on, and just thanks for doing what you're doing, and we do appreciate it. Thank you, man. Good to talk thank to you, you Justin. Justin. Don't be uh, a stranger. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to y'all. All right, that's Justin and Angie Grant, everybody. And he's going to figure out how to hang it up. He's going to sit here and be like, now, how do I get this done? How, there they go. Oh, he and he's left. I have reached out, and oh, well, actually, he reached out to me. And mm-hmm. I'm waiting on him now to call one Jacob Roth. Oh, Roth in Wyoming. Hey, I know Roth in Wyoming, who I have, a very embarrassing, I have a very embarrassing story to tell about uh, if he'll come on. But he uh, he doesn't know how to use the Skype. Oh, the Skype, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my Skype's been locked up since one hour and 39 minutes. Well, I can't believe that it's still working. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you're still looking at what you were looking at. I am. Your boy. An hour and 40 minutes ago. Well, now it's, it's, it's just going to the Deucecast logo for me. Oh, has Scott's it? face frozen is what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> now, you're, he says, I'm very lost. Uh, he uh, the, okay, he's here we never go. done it before, and he's he's running his stuff through a board. Yeah, he's never. It's, that's he's, how, it's good. That's how I am too. Yeah, this is going to be uh, fun. Roth, can you hear doing? me? Can there you? He is. Roth, can you hear sounds us? Sounds great. I can hear you. Perfect. Well, we can Look hear you that. now, ladies and gentlemen. I have no theme song that I should have pulled up for him because this is the first timer here on the show. It's a Mixler Zoo Crew All Star Roth in Wyoming. How are we doing? It's great to be here. I've called in a few times, but never That's true. proper on the show, I don't think. That's right. You've always just picked up the phone and dialed in some rando number that I got from Skype. But guess what? I'm not giving Skype money for a number anymore. So <laughs> so now just everybody can have my personal Skype information. So just there. Have that, Skype. 
Um, Roth, I have an embarrassing story about mm-hmm. you that you know this. Um, yes. I had I had done I was doing something one night and I ended up on the Deuce Cast. What do you call it? The Deuce Cast Extra. Extra. Yep. Yeah. On uh, on the YouTube, and um, we're all having this conversation. We're all having this conversation, and, and Roth is there doing his thing, and and his name is up, and it's not Roth in Wyoming. It's just something. Right. Mon Roth. It's Mon Rothma. Yes, Mon Rothma. And I'm like, I should I should know that person. I should know that guy. He's talking to me like he knows me, and so that's nice. And then suddenly something was said, and it absolutely just hit me out of the blue. You're Roth in Wyoming, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I felt as bad as I felt uh, after first meeting Riley Blanton when I just kind of blew him off at Star Wars Celebration that time. I was like, yeah, kid, thanks for meeting me. Oh, it was terrible. Get out of my face, kid. No, it wasn't like that. I was just, I was holding court with a bunch of people, you know, and and Riley was still, I mean, he was still a teenager at this point. Oh, yeah. And he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, uh, you know, just want to meet you. I'm Riley." And I'm like, "Hey, man, good to meet you." I mean, I was nice to him, but I was quite dismissive. Like, I was once I said hello and good to meet you. Thanks for listening. I was done, and I was turning back to my audience that I had. And was this the when you had the red shirt, the gold shirt, yes, that was red at yes, the time? yes, yeah. yeah. I remember that one. So. Um, Wait a second. Were you at that celebration too? I was. Did you? But you didn't know who wow. I was at I that point. I did not know you guys then. I knew of goal. Okay. But I did not know you guys then. I wish you'd have said hello. Well, I was completely unknown then. Yeah. yeah. No, you were Shaz Bazaar from the Force Cast. You were. Yes, yeah, you were Shaz Bazaar cast, from the Force. But, yes, yes, you but, were. You were known. I wasn't Look, a big deal. No, well, you are. You're a big deal to me, Shaz. You've always been a big deal. Yeah. Always been a big deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to me, you were because I knew you from the Force Cast. <laughs> Same, yeah. I was like... <laughs> they said your name on the Force Cast, and I'm like, oh, this guy, me, this guy matters. So, uh, which, hey, by the way, that tells you what kind of mindset I was in in those days. If yeah. I can get my name said on the right podcast, I matter. That's right. Well, so, it worked. Well, I, but I'm just saying that's the wrong that's attitude. Right, that's the wrong attitude to have, everybody. You matter because you matter. That's right. So it's very true. Just oh, I like Mister Rogers too. Yeah, I like <laughs> you just the way you are. What's well, happening in the Transformers back there now? It looks like they're loading some Energon. Yeah, this. Yeah, these are Trypticon is eating it. Oh, they're feeding Trypticon. Yep. Roth, were you ever into the Transformers? Um, not really. I definitely had some of the toys. I was, so I was born in 95, so yeah. I'm a little bit younger, but I definitely had some of the Transformers toys. I'm and sorry. Those, the <laughs> first movie was right in the wheelhouse of young Jacob, especially, I mean, with Megan Fox in there, it was, they were kind of advertising to me. Yeah. Oh, that as movie. A, I was thinking about the 87. <laughs> no, tell me. Movie. No, no, no. And, and that's a good way to start into your Transformers. Tell me, I think. tell me so one more time. Yeah. Tell me one more time, Jacob. You were born when? 1995. Mm. He's a youngin'. <laughs> I graduated. He's not as young as Garrison Rifen. I'm Garrison Rifen. A few uh, years older than Garrison. I graduated high school in 1995. Now, I'm doing some math here. I'm 46, which means, so I don't know how to do that math. I've been graduated now for 25 <laughs> years. So you're like 20. So so when you started popping up in the Mixler Zoo crew, were, were you even a, were you even not a teenager? 
Um, I was I was definitely in college. Okay. Um, All right. Oh, okay. I thought. Yeah, I actually didn't get into podcasts until like at least my senior year of high school in okay. 2013. All right. Um, oh, God. oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's. The Deuce cast me... started in 2012. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm um, 25. That's what Garrison Rifen says. I can't remember the first non I, the job I had at the time. I actually sold Cutco knives. Like nice. I'm sure any people did. I, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely that. a little bit of a Ponzi scheme type of a deal, but they so, were good knives. So Cutco's not are, so they are good knives? They are. They are. Yeah, I, I've still knives. got mine. Nice. Um now but is this the manager there wanted me to listen to a Zig Ziglar podcast? Nice. And so that's what that's the first time I heard of podcasts. Okay. Wow. And then from there, I I can't remember the first one I found, but I, I found some Star Wars podcast, and that eventually led me to Rebel Force Radio, mm-hmm. which okay. eventually led me to Geek Out Loud, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which eventually led me to the Deuce Cast as well, and of course Techno Retro Dads. Nice. Well, actually, I won a Techno Retro Dads contest. Yes. I won you the serial song win. contest. Yes. Nice. Look at you. Now I. I, I want to go back to something because this has nothing to do with Geek Out Loud, but you mentioned having to listen to the Zig Ziglar podcast. Cool. My connect, I have a connection with Zig Ziglar, and it and really? it's, it well, it's a very loose connection. Back in the 1980s, my parents took a trip to Israel, and yeah. they were in the same tour group as Zig Ziglar. Wow. My father, being a pastor, being a preacher, took every opportunity he could to preach. And so he preached on the Sea of Galilee. I think he did a did a mini sermon at the tomb at the at the resurrection tomb. And Zig Ziglar mentions my father by name in one of his books. Really? Yeah. Very. Oh. Yeah. Did so, he poke him with a cane? No, no. He was he was a young man still uh, back in those <laughs> days, able to walk around. He doesn't walk around with a cane now, but there was a time one time when he did. So I'm looking at some Cutco knives right now. They've got some nifty-looking little handles to them and everything. And You know, I still remember everything about selling them. They're, it's an ergonomic design designed by the same piece people that designed, I believe, the car seats for, like, Chrysler or Porsche or something like wow. that. They're really high-quality handles. I'll, I'll sell you a pair right now. Sounds <laughs> like you will. Always be closing. They're expensive. I can tell you that. Yes, they are. Are they, worth, they, are they worth every penny? I don't even know how much they cost now. They've probably gone up at least $400 for like the basic set would be my guess. What's, I was doing. What would a basic set be? The, the, the homemaker set was our base set. Okay. I don't know if they call it that anymore. That seems a little un PC, but yeah, they can't, they can't use those terms anymore. Mm. I'm looking at an essential set with a block for five ninety three. It comes with one, two, three, four, five knives. And a block. The homemaker nice. set, fourteen hundred thirty-two. Yep that that was the goal sell for us. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's I the homemaker. You, you were selling on gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's the homemaker plus eight. Uh, the homemaker yes, set alone is eleven thirty-three. Okay. Yeah. That that I think when I was selling it it was around 600. Do you have a 2012? Uh, is there a payment plan you can get on with these things? Yes, <laughs> I believe so. You sell Steve's really interesting <laughs> knives. I love a knife. I fancy myself. <laughs> uh, how long do they last? 
Well, Steve, they're a lifetime or they're a forever guarantee, actually. Really? As long as you have the knife, you can get them sharpened. If they get damaged for any reason that is not purposeful damage, they'll replace them. Wow. Purposeful damage. Okay. So Yeah, let's see if I can slam it in the car door and get it fixed. Know, right? So like if there I, are lots of stories of people like trying to cut concrete with them and we're like, that's oh, not don't not, don't no. use it. Okay, well, let me ask you this: Can it slice through an aluminum can and still slice a tomato? <laughs> we never did that test, but with the scissors, the shears, we did cut pennies. Yes, shut your live mind. for you at your own dining yes. room table. Did you yes. so so? Did you learn some knife skills to display to to sell these things? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I could cut like a I penny into like a flower petal. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I fancy. Do they have butterfly Cutco? <laughs> I don't know. They should if they don't. Hold on, this um, conversation we're having right now it begs. It is begging for this. <laughs> Give me just a second. Um, what's the name of your podcast, Roth? The podcast is called The Good Day for a Movie Podcast. Um, me and a couple of buddies from high school review a different movie every week. I just and, wanted the name. Yeah. So well, I, I was going to give you the explanation as well. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Now, Steve goes on to everybody's show and plugs his podcast. <laughs> and, and, and he won't let Roth in Wyoming, who has been here forever. forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. I just needed to know the name right now. Good Day for a Movie Podcast. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Oh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Tub Geek Machine, the more relaxing side of Geek Out Loud. On today's episode, we have knife salesman and podcaster Jacob Roth. Also known as Roth in Wyoming, in the Golar Mixlerverse, Mixler Golarverse. I usually write these things out when I do them and read them verbatim. What a terrible thing! Listen for my favorite point in this conversation when I give Roth the opportunity to plug his podcast, but he goes too far, and I have to call him a little bit. Also, when he says some nice things about me. We hope you enjoy this episode. And you can find Jacob. What's your Twitter? Roth from Wyoming. At Roth from Wyoming on the Twitter. Shoot him a message or something. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. I thought the music would be over by now. <laughs> I probably should have made you choose a shorter. Choose? Chosen. A <laughs> shorter song. <laughs> I should also probably learn to speak if I'm going to do a project that requires being heard and understood by people. I choose the wrong thing when I choose the podcast. Holy crap, there's a saxophone in this? When did that happen? Oh my gosh, this is so long. I'm... My name is Steve Glosson. I'm the worst podcaster in the history of the genre. But since I've been doing it since 2007, I feel entitled to keep going on all these years later. 15 years of Geek Out Loud? Give or take, just depending on how you count time. 
One show every six months? Sure. We'll st- we're still up and running. Cutco knives can be found at cutco.com. Get ready to shill out some money if you want some knives, though. Why is this song not over? <laughs> I really... Does it feel like anyone else is going on for eternity? Is this how it ends? Is this how we end up... hour loop? Oh, my gosh. Could the band stop playing, please? Thank you. Oh, I thought it was over, but you kept... Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. It seems like it's over. Okay, there we go. Now on NPR. (laughs) So the knife conversation really does feel like it belongs in the Geek Out Loud hot tub. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we're at now with this. I just want to know, is there a payment plan? Because these things are expensive. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure there was. Um, I don't remember what it was, though. Can you juliana potato? Nope. Don't even know what that is. That's when I, you, I, I know. Yeah, that, I know it's a, a. I know it's a cooking term, but I. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Before. That's when you give it to Julianne to do her job and get in there and cook that thing. <laughs> Whoa! I think that's what Mary Poppins did. That's, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That was a bad joke, everybody. I'm kidding. Please take a joke, everybody. That's when you cut something into strips. Um, okay. So, all right. I didn't know that. So, a good day for a movie podcast. You guys talk about recent things or do you just kind of choose a thing and go or you like the the deuce cast who just has these random topics and expect people to be able to jump on at a moment's notice and discuss them <laughs> no we we definitely um it, it's movies from across the board we've uh reviewed everything from indiana the indiana jones franchise to um i think it was city lights with charlie chaplin mm-hmm. um we just did an anime movie memories i did not i was not a fan of it but we we switch off every episode, choosing who gets to pick the movie. Okay. Have you done any haul? We have not. I I I, I advise you not to. I've, yeah. I've how done dare that. you mention that movie? The yeah, movie I, that beat Star Wars. Yeah. At the I had to Awards. see what was so great about this movie. How dare you? It was not great. <laughs> not good. Roth, I owe you. I owe you an appearance on that show. I know things came up, and I wasn't able to come on and talk. Indiana Jones, right? right? Wasn't Michael it? replaced you. Did he? <laughs> Michael and Ozzy Nate replaced you. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, so Michael. No listen, I got to tell you something, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Michael Nip is his, his wit is greater than mine. So, oh, that's he. Uh, I'm I'm sure he he was a great guest for you guys. So, but I owe you. Please understand. I know that I owe you an appearance. So, okay. Well, we'll definitely try to make this ha- make that happen. In the new I'd year love to. Sure. I'd love to. I'd love to come on and talk uh, whatever movie I've seen that you guys are talking about. Well, so. it's you get to pick the movie, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's up to you. Well, here's my. You don't have to do it right now, but. But I feel like I need to. Um, <laughs> my pressure's on. I, I know what the movie will be. Let me uh, let me get over here and see what you guys have done. Do you, I, got it, to, I got to do Gremlins also. That was fun. Is it, Dante. Yeah. Oh wow, Gremlins is a great one. I wish I had yeah. picked Gremlins. That was last year's Christmas that special. That was last, last Christmas episode. Yeah. So That's you guys not consider- a Christmas movie. Oh, uh, well, we can debate when that. When you have little kids. 
when you have not little good. kids. Something happens in that movie that yeah. that yeah. really quickly I shut the TV off. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. With yes. the yes. was it the blowing up in the microwave? Nope, nope, no, no. nope. It's a Christmas related action. Yeah. It is Christmas it is. related. And that's how I found out that yes. Yes, oh, the, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When she's upset about the Christmas, she's like, "Is it Christmas? I hate Christmas. Yes. Here's yes. why I hate Christmas." Yeah, and tells yes. and just de- depresses everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if they're too young, you can't let them watch. That. Right, yeah. right. Um, that's why it's rated. Well, that's why PG thirteen rating came out was because mm-hmm. that happened. Well, now, you know okay, what? There's so many movies that claim that though. I thought it was Temple of Doom. It was. It, those were the two movies that year that they. Okay, okay. That they cited for the reason for Red Dawn getting uh, the PG-13 okay. rating right, for the very first right. time. But PG before that, now this is your movie fact uh, for the day, oh, was yeah, actually no parental before. guidance suggested for anyone under 13. PG mm-hmm. was a PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the because oh, had hey, those bad PG. Once. Here's yeah. a, this is interesting. Over an Apple podcast, listeners also subscribe to the Deucecast movie show and Geek Out Loud. <laughs> Look at that. Uh-uh. That. Really? All right. So we've got Apple Podcast notes. We've got Get On Up. Is that the is that the James Brown biopic? It was. You know, it I was, that was my pick and it was the very first episode mm-hmm. and it was a fine movie. It just probably wasn't the episode to start the podcast. Okay. With. Did you say Chadwick Boseman had just died? Yes, Chadwick Boseman was great in that movie, oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you say yes. biopic or biopic? I I kind of say both, but I usually say biopic. Michael Nip? No, you don't. Michael I Nip? Think biopic. I think It's a biopic. Shaz Bazaar? Biopic. Biopic sounds like the bionic man. Biopic sounds like what we're doing at my Cyclotron Genesis. Uh, yes. <laughs> Cyclogenesis Bible study. Uh, episode two was The Guard. Yes, Guard. that's an Irish. Um, I can't remember the guy's first name. It's it's the last name is McDonough. It's not Martin McDonough, but I think it's like his brother or cousin. Lord, I can't. I can't with, uh, yes, yes, I, I can't hang. I can't hang with you guys. All right, you've done <laughs> Punch Drunk Love, Contact, uh, The Devil at the Time. Don't know that one. Mystic River. Bless your souls. Um, Jurassic Park. Stuff there. there you go. That's a good one. Uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance is that an old western? Oh, it such is. A I'm, good movie. I'm a massive western fan, so Full, I, I grew up on the John Wayne. It was it was westerns and Star Wars and Indiana Jones for me growing Full up. Full Metal that's Jacket. Wow. Common, that's a great combination. First great Blood. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Another great one. Godzilla versus Kong. That's the best one I've seen here so far. The Muppets. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Rocky. Oh, you've oh, done yeah. Rocky? Hmm. We did. We only did the first one, though. Yeah. That was the sole appearance of Jimmy Mack on the Deuce cast. We did a Rocky thing. Wow. Yeah, that's the only time he would come on is for, the, for Rocky. Why did hey, not come on for Rocky? Rocky made his way into the Incredible Hulk in, in 1978. That's right. Played by John Kreese. Yes. Yes. Who later, oh, you know, wow. is a villain. In yeah. Yeah. Karate Kid. Uh, I'm just looking to see. Oh, Walk Hard. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. Walk Hard. Wrong Kid Died. Close Encounters. <laughs> Love Actually. The Fugitive. Oh, The Fugitive. 
uh, the Indiana Jones stuff. That's what I was supposed to come on for. I would have loved mm-hmm. to be on that. I'm sorry that I wasn't there, able That's to be right. there for that. Uh, I feel bad. You would have been. You would have been pretty mad at that episode, uh, Steve, because there's some knuckleheads on that podcast that don't like Indiana Jones. No, let, let me let me explain something. I don't get mad when people don't like things I don't like. <laughs> You might get mad at my co-host. There's something. Yeah, this guy. This guy. Yeah. But if you're if you're saying if you're if you're degrading me because I happen to like it, that's a different story. No, no. And then I have to bring to bear jerk glossing, which is no fun. (laughs) Nobody wants that. (laughs) You don't see very often. No, you don't. I don't. He doesn't come out to play, especially at Christmas. Um, (laughs) Oh, he comes out to play when I'm on. Why why is jerk glossing always having me on? I'm I'm Scott Rifen. Every time I come on here, every time I come on, shows up. Um, So you guys haven't done Star Wars yet? We have not. It's it's one that I I I want to pick it, but I don't know if the episode would be like eighteen hours long if I picked it, or like two minutes because I'd just be like, yeah, that was great. I love this part. I love this part. How fortunate was he? No, it's not what he said. That's Empire Strikes Back, and that's not what he said. He said, "Powerful Jedi was he." Whatever, Steve. How fortunate was he? <laughs> How fortunate was he? Not very, because he he got burnt to a crisp. He was gigging on Luke. He was gigging. He on was Luke. hacking on him. He was gigging He's like, on you Luke. You want to be a Jedi? Crispy critters, Jedi are gigging on Luke. It, that's the that's the follow up. Is gigging on Luke? Is gigging on Luke the follow up to Aerosmith's album "Honking on a Bobo"? <laughs> Roth, I had Aerosmith to explain this to someone with, uh, just Steven yesterday. Steven Tyler's the singer. I don't know if you know of Aerosmith Roth. We just... I've, I've heard of them. I think okay. they, they've been around um, since I've been alive, even. <laughs> yes, they've been around a long time. I'm pretty uh, sure. Isn't Sweet Emotion like 1974? Is No, I don't Ooh. think it's that far no, back. No, no, no. That's more, uh, Dream On is 1974. Dream On. Dream On. That's it. Yeah, because that, right. that, yeah, that was off their first album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Sweet Emotion was more around... Um, you know, just 80s, 75. It was 75. Was it really just 75? Yeah, it was in Toys on the Attic. It was on their third album, Toys in the Attic. Oh, I like Toys in the Attic. What a great segment that used to be. Yeah, sure. I tried to do one while ago, and you guys were just like, oh, we don't know anything about Galactus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's Galacticus. Galacticus, yeah. That deserves a Galacticus. So, okay, Roth, here's what I... the dollar tree, dollar and a quarter. I want to throw something out here. Tenton has said this. This is what Tenton says. Tenton says Shaz would pick the last unicorn. Um, I love the last unicorn. Steve's would be Superman, but I'd like to hear him do Star Trek VI, the well one. He means Star Trek IV. Yeah, Um, he means Star Trek IV. So the last unicorn you also can't show to children because of that creepy harpy that's naked. You cannot show children the last unicorn. Listen, um, I watched some stuff as a child that I mean, I don't think people oh, would show to did. children today. Yeah, we all did. So I did as well for the record. Yeah, I mean, like you're talking about, like I watched Temple of Doom, and I probably shouldn't have, you know, mm-hmm. as a oh, kid. Oh, I saw Die Hard when I said, "Yeah, I mean, guys, I sure. was at the premiere nights of Lord of the Rings, all three of them. Nice. And so oh, was my were, brother, what, who was six? born in '99. Yeah. My wow. brother was born in 99. He was also there. Oh, so I well, bet yeah, you but guys... there's not really any like inappropriate stuff going on in the Lord <laughs> But of the there's Rings some movies. scary mess that happens. There's there scary. Is. There's, sure, 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 sure. The but spiders, we took our so. nephew to Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. He was born in 97. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I've got a good it. Lord of the Rings 
story about my brother. So it was uh, Return of the King. Hold on a second. Let me pull up the story music just in case this isn't good. <laughs> I gotta have. I gotta be able to 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 tag it. Go for it. Go ahead. So a pressure, Roth. <laughs> what year did that come out in? Two thousand three. So my brother was like four. Which one? Uh, Return of the King. Yeah, two thousand three. Right. It was oh one, oh two, oh three. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we get to the theater, and there's a couple of guys probably in their 30s behind us and my mom said that they definitely had looks on their faces like what are you idiots doing bringing a four-year-old to lord of the rings the final one on premiere night that is crazy mm-hmm. well my mom's like whatever i know like we were very good in movies we would just sit there and watch because we very much we loved movies obviously well the scene where the spider is creeping up behind frodo mm-hmm. the whole theater is completely quiet. And then my brother sitting there just goes, watch out, Frodo! During then yelled it, and the whole theater just lost their minds laughing. That's good. And then when the movie ended, the guys behind him were like, we had serious doubts. We thought they were going to be crying and making noise the whole time. They were awesome. And when he yelled, watch out, Frodo, that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, that was good <laughs> stuff. My, I had a friend, I, I was doing... I was working as a youth pastor down in South Georgia at the time those movies were coming out, and um, one of my volunteer workers had uh, had a kid that she just kind of, you know, took under her wing really as her own in a lot of ways, and um, they had gone over to Savannah, Georgia to do some shopping and stuff because it was around the Christmas season, mm-hmm. and, um, and this girl went with them, and she hated the thought of these movies, so... <laughs> They said, it's not very long. We'll go see it anyway. And so they get there. And then that very same scene, the spider scene, the girl looked up at her and said, how much longer is left? And she's like, I don't know. It's a pretty long movie. And she's like, you lied to me. You deceived me. I hope that spider kills that little hobbit. Kill the little one. Like she started doing. I went with some friends to a midnight showing of Return of the King. And we're sitting there at the end. And and like it, it was... Those movies are an an investment in time, but they're also Mm -hmm. can be pretty emotional too, you know, especially that last one as they're going into the West and all. Mm -hmm. And so as they come up and they're sketching all the people and it's going on, like we're just, me and my buddy, we're kind of fighting to be manly about the whole thing. And he just (laughs) looks at me and I look at him and he goes, just as almost as loud as you can, boo! Oh, everyone knows Buck. Actually, it was Buck. It was Buck Thompson from the Big, big Honkin' Show back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, listen, I didn't give you the Scott Ryman. That was a pretty good story. When, But here's the thing. I, I wanted to, and I'm like, well, he's talking about his brother, his kid brother doing that. I can't do that for... And then I forgot, well, your kid brother's grown up now, so... Roth in Wyoming, making us all feel old since 1995. On Geek Out Loud. And it's a good day for a movie. All right, here's my list that I would like to be invited on to talk about. I have several that I think would be fun. I do like the idea of talking Superman. I've not really talked the Superman the movie. Well, maybe I have. Have I talked about <laughs> Superman the movie on Geek Out Loud much? Uh, I'm sure you have a while. Did you do that ago, with? But... 
Did you do the Patreon? Superman? We did Superman Didn't three. Dave and I did Superman three. Three, yeah. yeah. Oh, and we were gonna do the long extended version of Superman. Yeah, we never did. did we, we need we need to do that. That's that's still on the table. Shaz, all, it's all still on the table. I remember you and Derek. This is probably a while ago. Did a Superman for the Quest for Peace commentary? Yes, sure. We did that. I think we did that I'm on sure. Starkville's House of L back in the yeah. day. Starkville House of L. Um, and uh, so Superman, I'd like to be on the table. I would like for Star Wars to be on the table for me, and I would like uh, for. You know what? Maybe even indeed Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home mm, um, to do something that I've never done before and really talk Star Trek um, on a podcast because you know me and my rules. Um, yeah, that nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that nerd. It's a nerd thing. <laughs> um, but then also was that Jimmy Mac's sister? Yeah, that was Jimmy <laughs> Mac's sister that did that. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Jimmy Mac's sister. Um, <laughs> now, what's bad is he's going to hear this and he's going to be like, "Hey." <laughs> I'm turning. I'm tuning story. into Geek Out Loud, and all of a sudden, I'm being talked about. <laughs> and he still hasn't made me that song. Yeah, I haven't made the song, and mm, well. I've got so many ideas for the song, and I haven't done it yet. So I do believe you were called out on that. One, I was, right? and that's the problem. Oh, I think it was, was Jason yeah. who called you out. No, Jimmy Mac yeah. called me out, and then oh, Jason. Well, then Jason may have too. Well, here's I mean, guys. I remember it clearly. I do too. Jimmy Mac said, I'm just wondering why we haven't heard from Big Steve Glosson. Yeah, that's that's true. And Jason said, Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, Steve's got that Tennessee tenor voice going on, and I don't know that he can sing like Johnny Cash. Oh yeah, that's what mm. Jason said. And so yeah, yeah. so yes. I want to I want to come on to the my my idea is to start song be like, Well everybody, I know I'm a tenor, but I'm gonna try this anyway. Hello. You know what would be hilarious is have your brother record the song and play it off that it's you and just blow them out of the water. <laughs> That'd be good stuff. My brother can't sing Johnny Cash. I've been everywhere. Oh. Man. No. Uh, I will say he couldn't do it. No, I can do Johnny Cash. <laughs> and But my thing is, it's like I want it to be good, and, and I keep going more into um, actual Star Wars material rather than andor material now mm. some people would say andor oh, is yeah. star wars but i mean like the original movie star wars <laughs> wow. you know like i hear lord vader coming he's walking down the hall you know that kind of thing and there are dead people <laughs> <laughs> it'd be tough to top mandalorian but I, you might have it in you 100 percent disagree shaz every time shaz sends a parody song to me it tops mandalorian <laughs> No, 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 dude, Mandalorian's Mandalorian was Shaz- uh, my Maria Masconada one was pretty good as well. Masconada <laughs> yes, that was, was good. That was good. I really and it I, has not been matched. I'll be honest with you. I thought I peaked with the New Wars song from the rock star, the parody of Rockstar, because we all mm. just want to see the mm-hmm. new Star Wars. I thought, oh, that was yes, yeah, that, that was, was good. good. But that was very RFR centric. It wasn't quite just mm-hmm. around the movies. But I, um. No, Shaz is much superior to me when it comes to coming up with these lyrics and stuff. So, I, I'll give him, I'll give you that any day of the week. That that Shaz, just look at his body of work. I can go to a folder right now, and it's just <laughs> all over there, man. Like it's just there. Shall we? But do you it? know why? Merry you Christmas. know why there was so much in your folder? It was the inspiration of the daily big honking show. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that August was of twenty sixteen. <laughs> 
was mm-hmm. just ripe for <laughs> parody songs. Well, it went on for more than just August. I mean, we were. I know, but August, dude. Yeah, I that mean, was. Sometimes there were three written in a day. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, sometimes they'd be in my inbox before the show was over. Yes, they would. <laughs> I'd disappear from the chat and sing us off. I mean, oh. <laughs> I give you. Uh, I, uh, let's see where are we at here. I'll give you this. This is one of the best ones to me. Zebra freak. Oh, oh yes. yes. And this right. all came from just a bit that I was doing about Art. my fear of dead air. Steve Boston versus Scott Wright. Listen to the harmonies on that. Before the whole zoo group. Steve trolled him just to have some fun. There's nothing Scott could do. Everybody, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But that's hard break. That's a hard break tonight. And then, and look, I'm sorry. This one. Oh, yes. Before Scott Wright. And and spoiler alert, everyone, the kitty was a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not anymore. The the Not audio the audio that me. Scott sent me of him doing that when you when he hits that raccoon, you oh. hear it and it is the most disgusting sound in podcast history, and it's evil to laugh at it, but I can't help it. Kitty cat. Oh, oh raccoon. Raccoon. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> and look, this is guilty pleasure song right here. This yes. happened in Dali in China's southwest Yunnan province. There's a person who pulls something out of a bag and begins to smear it on the door. Oh. He smeared feces and urine on a woman's door for seven months. Then there's a picture of a dude who's not wearing any mask and he just slings poo at the door. Literally swings poo. Everybody was flung to fighting. Their flames were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they 
through with expert timing. He was a smoky China man from Dolly Chinatown. He was bagging it up. He was smearing doors down. It's no ancient Chinese art, but Hu Flung Dong, he did his part. Then he made a fatal slip. A camera caught his little trip. Cause he was long through fighting. I mean... There were several things that went on this whole time. Uh, it kind of comes around because Shaz would take clips from the show and plug it in on these songs. And, oh, so good. Like, he make, it makes me seem funnier than I am. <laughs> oh, no, no. You were that funny. And so, well, a lot of times I was just re- reacting to the chat. Like, Flung Do is the ancient art of, like, this... <laughs> this martial art. Yeah. And who Flung Dong is, the, is a master of Flung Do. <laughs> Yeah, and you laugh just like that at the end of the song. <laughs> but then there was the one video of the little girl. Yes. Who was at the monkey cage at that a baboon at, at a zoo, the baboon. Lightning. Yes. And she's doing this uncomfortable sign language stuff, like she's trying to communicate. Yes. To uh <laughs> she was saying, fling me some poo. <laughs> and the monkey just gets around and start and he's and like it just comes out of nowhere. He just picks up and slings it and she turns the camera. And she's so de- she's so dejected. <laughs> and it's not a face. <laughs> and it just holds me every time because she's so sad. She's so sad and it's like you deserve it. <laughs> You were terrorizing the monkey with your fake sign language. You deserve every bit of this. Poor child. Oh. So anyhow, oh yeah. So Shaz is definitely superior to me in the in the realm of of parody songs. But it's always fun to also um, collaborate too. It has been with Shaz. But yeah. So I I do want to do something with with uh, with that. But I just always end up doing like a Death Star thing, like. With Leia's story in the Death Star mm-hmm. prison, you know, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when, you know, or I ain't mm-hmm. seen the twin sun since I don't know when I'm stuck in a Death Star prison and there's a really short guy, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and someone walked right in. He's a little short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> so maybe I can take him, you know that kind of thing. So, <clears throat> but yeah, the Andor thing so weird to me. I I don't know any of those characters' names or anything. So, and yeah. here is Andy Circus on this electric floor. <laughs> He's not playing Gollum, so I don't care Andy anymore. Boy, swim for sure. I think he'll turn to Snoke now. <laughs> And terrorize us all. So, <clears throat> what is he shall be? Oh, someone says he should do Levon and make it by by Elton John and substitute Elon instead of Levon. Yeah. And it will be Elon. <laughs> and it will on Twitter. <laughs> he shall be Elon. Wow. Well, wow. Guys, I, I'm running out of steam. I don't, I'm sure you guys are too, but I'm watching Star Wars now behind Shaz. And, <laughs> I know, right? And I keep yeah. wanting to quote lines in that. that. Just you, Master Luke is your rightful owner now. We'll have no more of this Obi Wan Kenobi gibberish. Gibberish. That's what, gibberish, it, he calls it. I'm, uh, what did you think he used to say, Scott? Uh, Shaz? <laughs> uh, 
No, gibberish. Yeah. Gibberish. Obi-Wan no, Kenobi gibberish. R2 just cusses through the whole movie. That's <laughs> They bleep out everything. Man, I remember one of the great things about the special... All my life, I'd only seen Star Wars in the pan and scan version. Oh, yeah. And... When whenever Luke would say there's the same person down there, there's the same people down there, I can see one of them now. I'm like, where, where? Because like the pan and scan was never at the sand person. Mm-hmm. And so when the special editions came out and I saw the full thing, I'm like, this is glorious. Mm-hmm. There and really stormtroopers on the sides. There the really is a sand person down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was revel, it was revelatory, revelatory. That was correct. Steve. Thank you. Thank you. you. Did it. Come to my Bible study, Cyclogenesis. <laughs> it's our new hip, cool Bible study at my <laughs> church. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen the the manga Bible? No. Manga. It's pretty cool. Now, I've seen the Adventure Bible. I've, yeah, I've, I've seen the Adventure Bible. The manga Bible is by a guy, I think his name is Siku, S-I-K-U. To, he got some really good stuff. I used some of it for ta- uh, something on Paul. Okay. Tatanka Panaka. Tatanka. Tatanka. Interesting. Now, isn't manga usually backwards? Is that how they you you read it backwards or something? Agnam. <laughs> is that is that true? You read manga backwards? I thought that's was not in the American made. Yeah, if, if if they're like in Japanese, yes, because the Japanese read right. There the left. you go. There you go. Just like six, the Hebrews. Yes, six years of Japanese is what I took in elementary school. Oh, wait, in what? elementary school? Where it was, was all in elementary school? It was this, in Fort why Collins, does Colorado. Wyoming need Japanese? Wow. No, it, it was in Fort Collins. My my okay. mom was a teacher at the school that I went to, and it was either take Japanese classes or hang out and do nothing. So in I elementary took Japanese. school, though? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's crazy. That's now, impressive. did you learn how to do hibachi cooking, and that's helped you with your knife sales later on? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you call a callback. <laughs> we did not. We did learn how to do. We did some sushi stuff at the end of the year for oh, end of year party, but go. that was the. Cool. Some some people would get to go to Japan, but that was a lot more money than. Wait a minute, what we I, had. I got a yeah. I got a rollback. Did you say wrapping the sushi? Yes. Yeah, because you would take the cardboard or not the the bamboo thing, and that would help you learn how to wrap. You sushi. you roll sushi. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. If you're wrapping sushi, it's like give a little salmon, take a little rice, <laughs> put a little seaweed, it'll all taste nice. Wasabi that stuff right on that roll. Wasabi, wasabi, wasabi and cheese. Wait, not cheese. Cream cheese. Cream cheese. There you go. Thank you. Yes. He bailed me out. Why can't you be more like Roth, Michael? <laughs> Why can't I be? You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. Why can't I be? You know what, Steve? You're right. Why can't I be? <laughs> Old Graybeard himself over there, Michael Hynep. I mean, I've like, like I said, my computer's been frozen since hour and thirty nine. I I can't click on anything. When, that the the night I came on and listen, is this the worst episode of Geek Out Loud ever? It's turning that way. Um, no, it's the night I came on the extra with you guys. I yeah. remember I, I came out and I told Haley I was like. 
yeah, these guys were on and I was just having a good time recording. So I jumped on with them too, you know, because they're always, you know, asking me to come on. So I wanted to be on and that sort of thing. And she's like, well, that's fun. And she's like, who was I? Was like, oh, Michael High Nip. And she looked at me and she's like, High Nip. I know. <laughs> what is that about? And I'm like, well, there was a story on the Big Honkin' Show one time about a chest bump. <laughs> yeah. And instead of a high five, it was a high nip. <laughs> <laughs> that's where this comes from yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> and it was around that time that i noticed michael nip in the chat and i'm like oh michael high nip so <laughs> that's right that's where it has nothing to do with living in colorado i've never lived there <laughs> no it's it's all about it's all about the it's all about a chest bump it's not a high five it's a high nip. i think that's also courtesy of Derek russell i think that's kind of that the, makes a lot of sense yeah yep, yep. and now <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, to round us out, Daniel and Indy has joined the chat. This is indeed a Goliverse wow. family reunion. The only way it could be made better is if Daniel had... So what was the game we used to play with Daniel? He'd call in. It's, his first comment is so Daniel and Indy. Yes. Oh, Garrison Ryan says, I miss people complaining to WGIG about the big honking show. Me too, Garrison. <laughs> me too. Oh, man, I miss that a lot. That was a fun time. I loved how Scott would just forward me messages. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, thanks, Scott. This is no what I needed today. redeeming social value. <laughs> yeah, no redeeming social value. And oh, it All broke because of the massage. It dude. broke my heart that the lady that worked with the turtles didn't like me either. She was, because I love sea turtles. Yeah, and, well, it was the animal apocalypse that did her. And I was thinking, yeah. and I was thinking, man, what if someone likes me in the sea turtles, and that they let me come? Oh, Garrison Ryan said one day Scott will come to his senses. That's what someone told him in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Balderdash is what we used to play. Yes. Look, I need that. Okay, here's what it's going to be. Geek out uh, if we ever bring the Big Honkin show back to WGIG, and I would love to at some point. Maybe we're praying. I would love that to be the quote on the commercial. Garrison Rifen was told one day Scott will come to his senses. The Big Honkin show, <laughs> excelling in you know, mediocrity. I've got a stations to put Big Honkin show on here in Wyoming, if you would like, Steve. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Roth's a radio guy. Are you Roth? I am. So you cringe when you hear me then? No, the opposite. Wow. The opposite. Well, I I am I I don't know that I've got it got the stuff for radio for real radio. I, I WGIG was like grace is what we call that. The G stands for grace in WGIG. <laughs> we we grace we grace in grace, I guess is what that means, but man, um I yeah, I I I love I, I love terrestrial radio. Of his station there in Wyoming would be perfect for Big Honkin Show. What's your what's the format? Classic country. Well, we we've got a we've got a few different formats. We've got one that's classic hits, one that's uh, classic country, uh, and then we've got an alternative or not an active rock station. But then we've got some other stations throughout the state as well. Hold on a second, because this feels like a throwback in many ways to the first ever. Um, Hot tub geek machine. So if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, then... <laughs> we're going back to the bubbles. Yeah. yeah, let me get the bubbles started up again.
Welcome back to the Hot Tub Geek Machine. Our first repeat guest today is Jacob Roth, also known as Roth in Wyoming, in the Mixler Zoo crew. Nailed it that time. We all remember how long this stupid song is. So I'll simply fade out as we talk to Roth about his time in radio. And I ask a really business-like question that's none of my business. I will then express my disdain for what has happened to the radio industry in my lifetime. I will probably also tell a story about what happened to the radio station in Hazelhurst and how I'm still bitter about it even though I live there no longer. Listen for my favorite part of this conversation when we probably talk about me a little more. We thank Jacob Roth for joining us. You can find him on social media at Roth in Wyoming. Reach out to him there. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. We thank Jacob for the time in the hot tub and for his friendship. Thank God for royalty-free music. Um, so do you guys pipe in a satellite feed or, or with your stuff? Like, is that, is that what you got rolling there? Um, we lost him. We lost Roth and Wyoming. Are you serious? <laughs> we lost him. Like, he just decided. I, apparently, he can't divulge secrets from the radio <laughs> industry. I'm back. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, you were cut off by the radio goobs out there. Radio. Like, you don't that tell was, him. You don't tell him what crazy. we do. Everyone here is from that. Wyoming. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's all local talent. Um, so we've got two people that are not in Wyoming. We, we used to have more. The radio industry sucks. There, it's, <laughs> there's not very much money in it. Right. So it's very hard to keep talent or anything like that or find talent even for that matter. So I'm the only one on our country station. We've got a syndicated show on our classic rock mm-hmm. one. Um, one of our sales gals is on our active rock one. And we've got a guy that lives in somewhere in Wisconsin on our classic hits one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I just, I, it, it does suck because the whole, the whole great thing about local radio, especially was the personalities, the, you know, you, you could, you, Hey, we've got a live remote coming up today and, mm-hmm. you know, at Smith's Auto, come check us out, have some pizza, you know, and say hi. And and, yes, and we definitely do that stuff. We, I was on a remote this Saturday. Yeah. And, well, it's just the thing of, like, you know, I, there's just something about connections made with the people on the air when they're actual people from around the area and that sort of thing. They just feel – and if you've got good personalities, I mean, they connect. Mm-hmm. And, and good radio is – is successful most of the time, you know, like you, you have, if, if it, I mean, I know there's all kinds of things that have to come together to make it thus, but, but I just feel like that, that because I guess it was the nineties really when they're like, people just tune in for music. Let's just get some, you know, let's buy out all these stations and have a national media group that just mm-hmm. satellite feeds in the music that's being played. And, you know, if they want a, one or two local people, that's fine. And, at that point, yeah, guess what? Ad sales started to go down because people weren't listening to the radio as much mm-hmm. anymore. And then with the advent of, you know, digital music and everything and on-demand streaming music, it's like you've got to have personalities that people want to tune in to your radio station for, you know. So 
it's uh, that's interesting. Big honking show on on uh, I could classic country hits are not me. What are you talking about, well, Michael no. Nip? We've got we've got classic hits like the hits of like the seventies and eighties. Mm. Oh, you're talking about is, big honking show music. Yes, yes, yes. And I I program both stations, the yeah. classic hits and the classic country one. So well, I feel the like big I'm honking a, show music has been a big inspiration. I feel like. Um, the Big Honkin' Show would be a great 2 a.m. slot for you there. <laughs> <laughs> it's open. <laughs> Tune in every night at 2 a.m. on Wyoming's Hit Kicking Classics. Yeah. K-Triple-R. K-Triple-R. I've never been on a K radio station before. I've only ever been on W's. Only east mm. of the Mississippi. Yeah. Look at Chaz is getting... Chaz is losing it, guys. He's so... <laughs> he's like... I'm, I, I'm losing it? Well, you've got a, a hypodermic needle was about to go in your head just then. <laughs> I was just wondering, you know, how Steve was going to get on country because I was going to tell Roth, Steve don't do country. No, I don't no, like no, country I, music at all. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. We, we don't do any. We we it's country music from like the 50s to I kind of have a r- soft cutoff of like 2003. So a, a small window then is what you're telling small me. Window. <laughs> small f- five decades. Small five. We measured in decades these we, days. We, uh, we don't play any of the new stuff. When I when I was first there, uh, our old program director was hired about the same time, and he was trying to put on like Luke Bryan and Carrie Underwood, like some of their first stuff. I'm like, Mark, you're gonna like cause a revolution here in Wyoming because people in Wyoming don't like that stuff. Yeah. Wyoming is, I always forget that Wyoming is such a cowboy state, you know, like it oh, is, yeah. it is, it is Western. It is wild West. Shaz, the yeah. reason I said there was a hypodermic needle going in your head is about that time the interrogation droid was coming on the screen oh, okay. and it looked like it was aimed right at your head with the hypodermic there that it has. Okay. I was a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Things were happening that I did not know. Yeah. Oh, look, there's the added wall brats. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not much bigger than two meters. I had that figure, that droid. I'm now, I'm now watching the, yeah, I'm watching. now we are all just watching Star Wars. We're watching the, (laughs) we're watching the cantina, pulling into the cantina at this point. Yeah. Wow. There's there's a Ronto is what that's called. Yeah. Yeah. Ronto Roasters. And the Jawas falling up. Oh, come on. Don't bring the Disney crab into this. (laughs) (laughs) Galaxy's Edge. We don't want you to, you know what? I remember at Hollywood Studios when Darth Vader would be walking around and you could see Darth Vader. Not anymore. We don't want him acknowledged. It's Kylo Ren and Rain. He's long dead. It's Rain and Kylo Ren. We want, to, Kylo Ren we, we, we want to immerse you in Star Wars, but not the Star Wars you want to be immersed in. No, we've got Steve, our. Steve, we're going very dark now. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going jerk, very dark. Jerk Steve's coming back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, Jerk Lawson's always here when I'm on there with him. Good night. <laughs> move along. Uh, move along. Move along. Man, what that a great good movie. timing, Lucas. Good job. Yes, sir. He always had good timing, George Lucas. Well, the editors did. Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Lucas. Oh. She saved Star Wars, don't you know? That's what I hear. I you know, it's so, always someone doing I that. I will never watch that Vice special. I don't know. I, I won't watch hear. anything Vice. I believe she was the one who got him to get some other writers to add some comedic dialogue in. 
episode four. Is that right? What's no, that's the, I, that's the rumor. I, I think guess. no. What it was is she. What they say on the on the age on the what is it? Age of Empires documentary from the four disc DVD set. Oh back yeah. in the day. They say that it really was her who stepped in for the editing. Like she, the, I knew the, that. Yeah, the, the initial edits weren't great, and so she came in and really and helped push the editors and do some do some major editing work to it. Um, is that Empire of Dreams? Yes, Empire that, of Dreams. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Documentary. Great documentary. Great documentary. Second only to the the documentary from the episode one DVD. The beginning, where it basically, it literally, there's no narrator, no nothing like that. It just tracks the from the time he's writing the script right on through to the release date. It's just of of a Phantom Menace is just a fantastic. Yeah. I love. He did track all that. Yeah, I would have loved for him to do it for the other two prequels. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I was disappointed they didn't. Instead, we got we animated Yoda, and here's how we did the <laughs> Mustafar thing, which now, is which interesting. One were you on? I was on. Oh, yeah. um, it was a. It was the. It was. I forget. It was. I think it was like um, on the on the internet, and then it got put onto some of the Blu-ray material. What? Yeah. You're on a Star Wars disc. Yeah, I don't from know. Celebration, right? Yeah, it's from before Celebration five. Three. Before I was ever in podcasting or anything, we were, were out. So that was Indianapolis. Yes, sir. It was Indianapolis. I was there. Well, we were out, it was the opening day mm-hmm. of Celebration, and they did not have lines figured out in Indianapolis, I'm just going to say. No, they didn't. And was that the super cold one, or was that two? It was super cold one day because it snowed one day. Yes, it rained okay. It yep. rained yep. one day and snowed the next. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were in line and just hanging out and waiting and everything, and I started to get a little wound up, as I do. And, and so I start being the entertainment in line and I'm, I'm being big, gregarious, fat guy, you know, just loud. I'm shouting at people across the street who are watching the line, you know, talking to passersby who are costuming and that sort of thing, getting to know the people around me. I wish I still was in touch with some of those people in line. Um, and, uh, because it was just such a cool, cool time, but we, uh, we're there and here comes the camera crew. Lucasfilm documentary crew and like, Hey, can we talk to you for a little bit? And so I start talking to them and finally the girl's like, well, can I ask you a few questions? And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. And she's like, so what is it about star Wars? And I said, well, you know, it's just fun. It's a blast. And I began to talk about the fun of star Wars. So they took me saying it's just fun. It's a blast. And they stuck that into like a, a quick little featurette about star Wars. Years later, nice. by the way, years later, yeah, mm-hmm. like it was, it was definitely archival footage that went on. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's cool to think that I'm somewhere in the Lucasfilm archives, mm-hmm. even longer. <laughs> acting, acting a total fool, hair out of control. I was trying to let it grow out and be cool, be sharp, but it was really nasty, and it's something I should have never done. So it's a choice I regret in life, you know. <laughs> Um, and now it's memorialized forever. Now it's memorialized forever. I uh, I had a little handheld digital camera that I was using. And no, it wasn't even a digital camera. It was the little mini DVDs that went in it. Oh wow. And oh, wow. um and I was <laughs> yeah. I was at a I was at a panel with Kenny Baker and David Prowse. 
and you weren't supposed to be filming anything. And so, of course, I threw up the camera to try to get like Kenny Baker just kind of up talking. And he glanced over my way and saw it and literally moved to a position where he was blocked from my view. (laughs) And but kept kept telling his story. I respected it. I wasn't mad about it, you know. Um, So that was kind of neat to be in that panel. My friend Marcus... Now, they didn't have lines really figured out at Indianapolis, and they definitely didn't have the celebration store figured out at Indianapolis at this no. time. But what one thing they did have was a bunch of, like, they had lacked security at all the official picks booths. And so my friend Marcus would just go to these lines once they were emptied out and go grab a quick picture with all of these celebrities. You know, he's like, and he would just jump in there and be like, hey, can I get a quick picture with you? Hey, can I get a quick picture? And the only one that ever told him no was uh, uh, Peter Mayhew. And and not, hmm. and he said, and I said, was he rude? He's like, no, he wasn't rude. He just said, you know, not today, mate. I'm really tired. Come back later. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, um, but Richard Parliamentier, you know, where's my nickel? He did it, you know? Right, he, yeah. And so, yeah, where's it was, my nickel? where's my nickel? Yeah. Now, was that the one that uh, the stormtroopers were directing traffic? Yes, yes. Yeah, that yep. was a great. Oh, that moment was awesome. <laughs> it was. It was a cool. I remember them the the episode three panel. You know where they showed like it was the first time we saw Yoda get hit with the lightning and everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. movie is going to absolutely gut me. Um, it was. It was a really cool time, but I didn't know how to navigate a celebration. Again, I was nobody in the fan community at that point. You know, I had barely been. Well, on... there, was, there really wasn't much of a fan community around two and three. Celebration well, two and three. There I mean. was by three. There was the uh, there was the the force.net forums and the rebel yeah. scum forums were pretty yeah. were pretty active. You know, there was that, and you had the people who had been to all the celebrations starting mm-hmm. to know each other, right? You know, so I, but I didn't really know anybody. It was me and my buddy. And I mean, we had a great time. It was fun. Um, but, uh, but man, it was nothing compared to like celebration five and six, you know, mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. where I went knowing I was going to meet some people, real people and hang out and that sort of thing. And honestly, those were nothing compared to some of the star Wars weekends that I was able to do with rebel force radio. Thanks to Jimmy and Jason. Let me go down and be with them there. Um, interviewing people like, you know, with Jimmy uh, interviewing Warwick Davis and Jeremy Bullock and Ray Park and all those people, you know, good times. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. So they should bring those back. I don't know why they ever got rid of those. I don't either. I don't. Well, makes no, makes no sense. now they own Star Wars. When, when Disney first yeah. bought Star Wars, there was this concerted effort to make sure that the images of these characters were not tarnished. So, you know, like the hyperspace mm-hmm. hoopla and stuff they would do. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, if the creator of the franchise wasn't so precious about these things, then maybe Disney shouldn't be so precious about them. But, but you Disney could should have been more precious about their movies. But the thing is, is, <clears throat> is, is it was a great opportunity <laughs> because the, the, the parks were never super packed at the Star Wars weekends. And really? it was a great opportunity to just kind of have, I mean, I guess maybe they were a little bit, but like I, there was one where we were, where we hopped on, well, Team Steve, that's where Team, well, that was where Team Steve evolved. Um, and and we were doing the Star Tours just on the loop. <laughs> and, oh, well, yeah. You know, and, and I mean, getting in within minutes, 
each time, like no line and just having a blast doing that. It was in the middle of a Star Wars weekends doing that kind of stuff. You know, there'd be lines for some of the shows and stuff that were, you know, that they were hosting and doing, but it was, it never felt miserable. It never felt connish, you know, it just felt like, well, this is kind of a special weekend, you know, that they're doing these things. And, um, Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess it was a little trouble getting some, some, uh, autographs here and there but it was always to me the times that i went it was a blast it was fun and and they did multiple weekends throughout the summer you know what i mean so that's one of the that was one of the keys to helping and i i just never understood why why they would stop that you know especially now with galaxy's edge and all you know i guess they don't need to do it but i just feel like it's a it's a perfect fit for them now you know to have it was cool because james arnold taylor got to be like more involved with fans that without right. those weekends he yep. was like the host yep. of the thing yep for this sure this was fun they were fun they were they were really neat yeah well that's how i got on stage with warwick davis mm-hmm. and did mm-hmm. and stole J- and stole jason swank's uh, george lucas impersonation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and warwick and warwick like shook my hands like you were really good and i was like you are great <laughs> and and on that note we better just wrap her up that's a good way to close it out huh yeah oh man hey hey serious business thanks for hanging out i know it's late for everybody and um and i appreciate everyone in the mixler zoo crew hanging with us and having a good time and um and and thanks to Scott Rifen for coming on. Thanks to Justin Grant for stopping by. Thanks to David Dollar from the Deuce Cast. Michael Nip from the Deuce Cast. Thank you, sir, for being here all night long. It's been a blast. It's only because I couldn't click on anything on my computer. Well, my computer's been locked up for three hours. All you had to do was close her down and text me. I'm out. <laughs> so. I couldn't. I can't do anything else. <laughs> Roth in Wyoming. Thank you for yes, jumping sir. in, sir. And everyone, Thank don't forget, for me. it's a good Always. day for a movie podcast. Yes, sir, a good day for a movie podcast. And you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. Is there any platform you're not on? Because I found out there's a lot that I'm not on when people start saying, why aren't you over here? I think we've got our bases covered. I don't think we have enough listeners across the different, like, to cover all of the platforms. Right. So we're not too worried about it. I hear you. Well, go give them a few listens and check them out. And maybe I, and hopefully I'll be on there one day because mm-hmm. I owe them a, I owe them my time because I told them I would give it to them and I want to be a man of my word. So, Roth, reach out to me. Let me know. Dinner, not dinner, a movie. Uh, it's a good day for a movie. A good day for a movie. Former techno retro dad, but still the great one of the greatest dads in the whole wide world. Shaz Bazaar, my good friend. Merry Christmas, sir, and happy Merry belated Christmas. birthday. Thank you for hanging tonight. I've enjoyed it immensely. You, you've got some big moving and shaking taking place. I do, man. It's going to be crazy in the next few weeks, but uh, that's okay. Well, God bless you and yours, my friend. And to everyone else, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. We'll see you around the Goldiverse. That's how you do it, Scott Rifen, right there. Three and a half, (laughs) over three and a half hours.